Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Sometimes I try to do things and it just doesn't work out the way I want it to. And I get real frustrated. They're like, I try hard to do it and I like take my time, but it just doesn't work out the way I want it to. It's like I concentrate on real hard, but it just doesn't work out. Welcome to Gen Exhausted. I'm Chris. I'm Rich. I am Earl. Sometimes all you wanted was just a fucking Pepsi. Just one Pepsi. Yes. She wouldn't give it to me. Uh, well, do we want to start on something light? I mean, I guess it's light because according to the memes I'm seeing on the internet, the whole Alec Baldwin thing is nothing but a big fucking joke, right? So yeah, for this like, show, light is a relative term. So yeah, I guess Alec <laughs> yeah. Baldwin accidentally killing someone is light. Well, no, I'm not talking about us. Yeah. Because, you know, look, for the uninitiated, if you haven't heard about the Alec Baldwin story, and I mean... I'm not going to go over the facts as we know them at the moment because shit is changing literally by the hour. Fuck by the day, by the hour. The last I heard was that this supposed prop gun was loaded with live rounds so someone could target shoot. Yeah, it had been used allegedly a couple days earlier. It had been used for target practice. You know, we're hearing the horse shit about safety problems on the set people were walking off people were threatening to quit before this happened etc etc uh the thing that the reason i say let's start light and it's a joke is because immediately and i I expect this it's the internet everyone you know not everyone's got like you know a gallows you know or, or executioner's sense of humor like, you know, we do. And the meme started. But I should have fucking realized that even before the meme started, here come all the political fucking hacks with their open asshole takes on this situation and turned it into, you know, somehow the like one the, the big discussion that I finally bowed out of, even just reading online, went from Alec Baldwin 
accidentally shoots and kills. Uh, what 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 was it? Was she director of photography? Cinematographer, which I think cinematographer is a fancy word for camera person. Well, cinematographer frames the shots. The director describes the shots. Cinematographer goes, okay, well, we need this type of lighting here, this type of lighting here, need the shadow here, blah, blah, blah. And yes, wounded the director of this this movie that I have no idea what it is, nor do I care. Um, But I mean, you know, just immediately it went into politics and within 45 minutes of the story being broke, this conversation that I was following had turned into this is what he gets for playing Trump on Saturday night live. And somehow the whole conversation was, and and this was the pro Alec Baldwin liberals and the anti Alec Baldwin conservatives dragging Trump's bloated dead corpse into this fucking subject where it has nothing to do with anything and beating that fucking dead fucking cocksuckers body over and over again. And that's when I said, I'm done. I, you people don't, you people are not dealing in reality. Let's just be honest here, right? One person's dead. One person's fucked up. Uh, yeah, Alec Baldwin, I, I've heard he's a producer, an executive producer. He actually had a hand in hiring some of the safety people, which means if the safety people were cutting corners, we all know how the fucking legal system in this country works. Well, it's a legend. It's his Those- movie. So he may not personally be sued, but his movie company may be. Well, That's actually, what I'm It's going to be. Let's not... Well, yeah, the blame goes up as high until it reaches the person with the most money. And even if there's people over top of them, if they have less money than the person with more money, that's where the the lawsuit will stop. They won't go at... It'll be up to Alec Baldwin's lawyer to point to anyone over Alec Baldwin who made a decision who has less money and go, go after them. Because we all know lawyers want a payday. They're not in this for fucking to do... Like what? 5% 5% are in it to, to, to make sure justice is upheld. Yeah. Well, after you get that first fat ass paycheck from defending a pedophile, boy, that, that your moral compass fucking just goes out the window though. I can tell you that once, once you start fucking telling cops to go ahead and, and, and fake shit so you can get your fucking conviction rate up. So it looks good when you run for fucking attorney general or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Your morals go out the window. Sorry. You have no fucking claim to moral high ground at that point. Yeah. And I mean, lawyers are the worst. We all agree on that. I mean, to paraphrase uh, 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 Shakespeare, <laughs> you want to streamline the justice system? Start by killing all the lawyers. You know, but yeah, uh, yeah. And I, this is this is this to me is just this is 2021 encapsulated. You have a, a person who's dead, person whose life has been fucking changed forever who was who was shot you have a sea of dumbfounded faces at the scene and you have everybody reacting to it by either jumping to their fucking respective sides corner and waiting for the bell to ring so they can come out throwing haymakers or being told to shut the fuck up and get get out of the fucking ring you have no place here i mean i i know it's pro- is it because of the notoriety that we're also not going, hey, um, are we thinking about maybe two? This might be kind of a little fucked up for the person who accidentally killed somebody. Like That doesn't matter. 
he tweeted he tweeted back six seven years ago you know i uh i wonder what it feels like to accidentally shoot someone and kill them like this police officer did and then he tweeted about liz cheney i wonder if she uh uh is going to shoot someone in the face and get away with it like her father did so because he fucking said some bullshit on twitter the people that the person who died and the person whose life has now been fucking rearranged by a by a bullet they don't matter like that's like that's one of the first things i thought about like god damn that's got to be fucked up for him like he's just doing his job he went to work and he fucking killed somebody didn't meet like that's gotta fuck with you like i i I bet i I would like to ask alec baldwin how he slept since this has happened i bet it it hasn't been a lot because i know me personally i've fucking probably be on like a week of no sleep like fuck i accidentally ended a life it was said that uh the safety manager or whoever it is is like a rookie like this is not an experienced expert firearm expert yeah wasn't it like some like 24 year old or something like that like it was like it was like their first gig as this exactly and she hesitated to take the job because she didn't think she was ready huh she ain't you know there's one i guess I, I've only really heard it from my buddy who's a cop. He's a friend of Earl's as well, so you might have heard him say it, uh, and a handful of people online. But it's a fair point, and it's this is why these anti-gun people who are just rabidly anti-gun don't realize that they are so anti-gun that they are doing a detriment to their own fucking cause and creating situations that become self-fulfilling prophecies. What I mean by that is Alex Ball Alec Baldwin has never made any bones about it. He's very anti fucking firearm. Okay, great, wonderful. That and 5 bucks get you a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Nobody gives a shit. You're not a politician, you have no power besides the platform, the 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 imaginary power that you're given by Hollywood in the platform that you think you will have. All right? But the fact that you're an actor who's acted in uh jack ryan movies and by the way if you don't know jack ryan movies tom clancy books handled firearms in those movies played outlaws and and bank robbers and shit you've been handling firearms fake or real in one form or another your entire career yet he didn't know basic firearm safety which is it does not fucking matter who hands you that weapon. It does not matter if it feels like it's made of rubber. You check that it's not loaded, you maintain trigger discipline, and you treat that, even if it's a prop, as it's a fucking live gun with live rounds in it at all times. Because when you let your guard down, this happens. Well, I guess what the incident was, the, the shot was actually a shot where he was aimed at the camera. That's fine. But yeah, okay. it, no, yeah, it shouldn't have been aimed at a, at a person. And uh, the, the big looming question I've heard, too, is what were live rounds doing anywhere near this set? Boom. This is not a situation like with Brandon Lee on the set of The Crow. That was a misfire on a blank that part of the fucking round went out and hit Brandon Lee. That was a blank that malfunctioned, essentially. All right. This... These are live fucking rounds. It killed a person, supposedly, I don't know, like, this, is, this is why I said, 
I can't give you, I'm not going to bother with the facts because the facts are changing. Because the first thing I heard is that it went through the director and hit the cinematographer and killed her. And I'm like, that's not a, that's not a blank. I don't care how close you were. That's not a blank. A blank round would not do that. Period. End of fucking story. Yeah, that guy on Twitter, what did the bullet bounce? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's then the I magic heard, bullet theory. Well, no, then I heard, well, no, it, it, it went through, it, it hit her, killed her, went through her, and then ended up hitting the director. Okay. Either way does not matter to the fact that that was not a blank. It wasn't. End of story. Somebody fucked up. Somebody needs the pain. There is a person dead in a person's life who is changed forever by this. You don't think getting shot changes your life? Let me shoot you in the fleshy part of the thigh and see how quickly you fucking get over the shit. Okay? No. I'll take it easy on you. I do not take that deal. Exactly. And this is just absolute nonsense that immediately we go right to tribe up and attack the other side. Yeah. Instead of going, you know, what? Let me let me let me break down and drop some fucking knowledge on you ignorant motherfuckers out there who are disagreeing with me because I, I can smell your ignorance through the fucking goddamn fucking line. I know there's a few of you stupid bastards. We didn't have these fucking problems with school shootings and mass shootings and all this horse shit that supposedly we have so much now when we had firearm safety classes in school, gun clubs in school. Do you understand that 50 years ago, kids used to carry rifles to fucking school for their fucking gun class so they could learn proper firearm safety? To learn that this is a tool, and like any tool, if misused, could be harmful? But no, we've demonized inanimate objects so much, and we've ran with it, that we don't even have common sense. Well, if you're an actor, case in point, here, I'm about to, make, I'm about to solidify my point. For everybody. Keanu Reeves, right, is a badass in real life with a fucking firearm. You know why? Because he took all the fucking training, he took all the safety courses, and he made sure he's tip-top on his game. Why? Because that's what the job that he chose to do for a living required. And that's why he looks so badass in John Wick. End of story. He knows what he's doing. Exactly. Exactly. All right? You're an actor. It is 2021. You have a world of availability and knowledge at your fingertips. Pull your phone out of your costume. Look up firearm safety course. Go spend six hours with an hour lunch and two 15-minute breaks there and figure out a little bit of how to handle a weapon properly and safely. What is so fucking hard about that? Nothing. If you were going to make a movie where you had to... You had to drive a semi, and you never drove a semi. I'm willing to bet either in 2021, they're going to go, we're just going to put you in a dummy semi, and you're going to look like you're driving, and we're going to do everything else with computers, or we really need you to learn to drive a semi, you're going to truck driving school. So my question is, if that's what they'll do for a fucking, to get a scene of a guy driving a fucking truck, what the fuck, why didn't they do this? With actors who make a fucking living playing people in movies who carry weapons, make sure they know how to fucking check. I don't. I'm not. I'm. I'm not even convinced he knows how to check if there's a round in a chamber of a semi-automatic handgun. I truly. I. I don't know at this point. Well, I think it goes back to the. Hey, that ain't my job. We hired a person for that. Dude, also, if it's his movie, oh, yeah. it's his production company. You're gonna call out the boss. Hey, you know what you're doing? There's that dynamic too. Nope.
if you won't speak up when Harvey Weinstein is running through and raping every young fucking up and coming actress in Hollywood, all right? If that wasn't enough to get you to speak up, oh, by the way, until everybody else starts speaking up, then you join the chorus because, you know, that's so brave of you, by the way. Um, why the fuck? This is, he killed somebody. Do you see now? Do you see what ignorance and fucking around and ain't my fucking problem gets you? Yeah. Grow the fuck up. Yeah, personal responsibility, just not something people want to take right now. Yeah, as far as we've heard too, there's going to be, there's going to be no charges filed. Alec Baldwin ain't going to jail. I don't think he should, but too, they're not going to. It's going to end up with the production company being sued because I don't think they're going to go after the AD or who the the person the person in charge of the props or whatever. I don't think I think the production company is just going to end up writing the check. I mean, you know, because it's Hollywood and Alec. I mean, I don't know how bankable Alec Baldwin truly is anymore. Well, he still is. I mean, this ain't Thirty Rocket Alec Baldwin. This ain't uh, you know nineteen nineties Alec, but coming off of fucking Beetlejuice and. And uh, uh, Hunt for Red October, Alec Baldwin. You know, this is some fucking independent movie that I never even fucking heard of, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, he's making his own Western called Rust. Right? But the point is, he needs to be charged. You, I would be charged. Oh, yeah. If, if we were making an independent movie in my oh, backyard. Yeah. yeah. And I had every permit and everybody was a union member and everything was above board. I would be sitting trying to make bail right now yeah i would not be having this conversation if this were a christopher media production christopher would be going to jail all right he needs to go to jail yeah i whoever fucking put live rounds in there they need to find out who and stop playing this game of hot potato and pass the buck and they really what needs to happen is they need to go radio silent about this fucking investigation but that's not going to happen is that possible what, anymore uh Kinda, but not really. Like, like I was working on Sunday with the guy who's training me, and I made a comment about the check my fantasy football scores. I made a comment about the Lions game. He's like, "You didn't know?" He's like, "When I work Sundays, I do the bubble." I'm like, "God, like how? Like, do you just do you leave your phone at home? Like, do, do you just tell everybody to shut up? Do you tell customers to not tell you about the Lions game? Like how? Like, so yeah, is." Was radio in this day and age where everybody's got a smartphone and it's all about clicks and it's all about you put everything on Twitter right now? Is radio silence even fucking? Can you do it? Well, what we don't need is uh, by the minute updates and half truths and just flat out fucking lies and misinformation getting out. Well, we've learned the Trump administration taught us there's always going to be an ambitious fucking intern or something that's going to want to try to get some glory by putting out some quote unquote anonymous shit. Well, Dude, they don't I mean, we can't even keep a lid on TV and movies and shit anymore. Okay, well then fuck it. Throw everybody in jail. End of story. Everybody goes to jail until we figure out what the fuck's going on. <laughs> I bet you then they go radio fucking silent. <laughs> right. I bet you that because you're going to sit your ass and get fucked up the ass jail, okay? With no protection until we can sit 12 people who haven't heard about this story in California. Radio silence will be strictly enforced trust me it happened in new mexico so the trial would probably be there wherever the fuck well yeah the lawsuit would probably be whatever state the production companies set in but you get my point yeah like treat you ain't spent like look i am sorry that alec baldwin has trauma or whatever from what happened 
But I'm more sorry for the person who's dead and the person who got shot who was just there to film his shitty idea for a movie. That's it, okay? Get some fucking therapy. You can afford it, Alec Baldwin. You, you're you're going to have the legal dream team. You can afford some fucking therapy. End hey, of story. Oh yeah. He's rich enough. He's never going to jail. He'll never see. He'll never get brought up on anything. Even if he does. Yeah. He's never seeing. He's never looking at concrete blocks. To me, the two biggest fucking things to come out of this that are not being discussed and won't be discussed. Well, privilege will be brought up and has been brought up. But it's low rumblings because the woke flakes are trying to figure out because they're waiting to pounce and be like, this is white male, straight, cisgendered Hollywood privilege. And it's like, yeah, yeah. This one of those times that the broken clock is right. You're absolutely right. Because if it was me or you, no, no, it wouldn't be going down like it's going down. There wouldn't be a bunch of uh, detectives holding our hand and talking us through it. But like it's an encounter session or some shit. Now, now I know I'm going to drive exactly into the thing that you said was annoying you about this. But he's one of the he's Alec Baldwin, albeit he's an old white male. He's part of the protected class, so to speak. He's he's one of the liberal good guys, right? Yeah, it's not so much the white male as it is the have and the have nots. But but I'm saying but he's on the side he's on the he's on the woke side he's on there he's on he's on that side that'll forgive you he's on the side uh, that pr- protects their own. I don't know, man. I don't see much forget. It's 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 like going against Jehovah's Witnesses back in the day or or evangelical Christians back in the day when we were kids. Like yeah, there's a certain segment of those groups that'll fucking look the other way because you have like-minded agendas, but I if you're if you bring any shame to the greater fucking group, you will be excommunicated in a heartbeat. Well, no, what he can do here is this they can spin this into the uh, trust me, the gun control pro- crowd probably secretly loves this incident. Which this and is another, another thing, thing to is, put in the guns are bad column. And and this is the other thing is not Alec being talked about. Alec can now be a victim. This is the other thing that's not being talked about. If we dealt with the fact that guns aren't going anywhere in this country and are an essential part of this country, whether you like it or not, and just educated the population on the very basics of firearm safety, we wouldn't, and and with no stigma attached to it, we wouldn't have had this fucking problem. The Jim Jeffries routine on gun control is the best take I've heard on it ever. Just say, fuck it, you like guns. Stop making all of these stupid arguments. Just say, fuck it. We're, we're the country that likes guns. Do you know why the, you know why in our Bill of Rights we have the right to bear arms? It was to, pro- it's to, to not only protect ourselves and our land and our property, but it's also to make sure the fucking people in power don't get so fucking comfortable that they can do whatever the yes, fuck they want. It was literally, it, it actually, it, it was all, come on, history major. Jump in here. It was it's to protect you against the redcoats, right? Because they were still going around, fucking kicking in people's doors and shit. It was it was literally it was to no. protect against that shit, wasn't it? No, it was protect against your own government because they were governed by the British. Yes, who and they said the if that shit coats? ever happens, it no, it's not kicking in the doors, dude. It's saying that if they, uh, if if your government tries to oppress you or represent you with or tax you without representation all that you can rebel now, and, and i've always said i love having that right but there is we're getting into this conversation but there is the other if the government really decides it's over we're in charge fuck all y'all if you know 
I live on a main street. If tanks start rolling down that main street, what's my handgun I got in my gun safe going to do? Okay, well, here's the, here's the reality of the situation. The military is a lot more conservative than the average population of this country. And the average population in this country is a lot more conservative than anyone wants to admit. So what's that say about the military? You really think... You really think that everybody in the military, when they when the standing order comes down to kill American citizens, are just going to, like, every single one of them is just going to do it? There's going to be revolt in the rank and file men. There's going to be revolt in the fucking people given the orders. And, yeah, dude, uh, your handgun will do you some good. Because if they ain't got anyone to put their ass in the fucking tank, it ain't coming down your fucking street. I mean... It, this fantasy that, that that the military are just mechanical, cold, calculated, unfeeling, you know, artificial intelligence beings that you just type some shit in the keyboard and they go do, that ain't reality, dude. I know motherfucker. we, Earl, I'm going to speak for you, but I'm thinking you can back me up on this. We know a lot of motherfuckers were in the military and they took that serve and protect against all enemies, foreign and domestic, pretty serious. And if some politician goes, go kill American citizens because I said so, that ain't a fucking legal order. And if it gets to that point, yeah, there will be open rebellion. I truly believe that. No, I, I full-heartedly agree with you. I don't, I don't see American soldiers attacking Americans just because I said so. <laughs> I don't just, there was a, 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 a chill went through me last year from the blue side of the aisle, I told you guys, like, the, the the one thing last year showed me is when the shit hits the fan, who's really going to clamp down? And that's, that's I, I guess that's the other thing, too, is like, okay, like, if I have a gun and this is the way they see society, what good does that gun do? Well, there's, an, there's another now, now way. Now, again, not anti-gun. I am pro-Second Amendment. Trust me, I am pro. Don't get me wrong. I am not, I, I own no guns, I've never fired a gun, but I am all for everybody's right to be able to have them. So do, do not get me wrong on this, while well, I'm saying this stuff. No, I, I got you, but there's another way to look at it. And that is, there's a lot of us who would rather die on our feet than live on our fucking knees. And if you come to my door and under the threat of death tell me I have to fucking put your cock in my mouth and swallow whatever it fucking lays in my fucking throat to swallow, uh, you're going to feel good about saying that until I can get to my firearm. And I don't care who you are. You're going to find out real quick. You fucked around. You about to find out. I don't care, dude. People who've never had their freedom snatched think happy that they have this delusion that there's happiness in slavery. There isn't. It's just slavery, man. The kind, the kind master's hand with the whip still is holding the whip. Same as the fucking... Harsh master with the with the whip in his hand. That's yeah. it. And it does always end up like people, 1930s Russia, doesn't it? There's a lot more people in this world who feel like me than feel like these people who are just diving for their fucking knees to live in slavery. When anybody in the world revolts against their fucking government, especially the Marxist, communist, whatever you want to call it, authoritarian type governments. What flags do you inevitably see being flown in the group of people fighting their government? The American flag. Where are people willing to die to try to come to? Here. It's true. No one's dying to go to Venezuela. Remember, remember the, 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 the roving bands coming up through South America yeah. to the border? Why didn't they just stop in Venezuela? Yeah, dude, no. Yeah, Venezuela's so great, right? It's a socialist fucking paradise. 
Why don't you just stay there? No, I get it. No, in the recent example, too, no one's throwing babies over fences to try to go to fucking Venezuela. I get it. And when you and you see what happens to countries that have disarmed their fucking population and how they just have no choice but to just take it up the ass. I, get, I mean, I mean, I get it. It's the right to go down swinging. I guess is what is what you're getting at, right? It's the, yeah. Be, well, I, what would you rather be like Canada? Would you rather be like Australia? No. Would you would you rather live in in those areas where when the lockdown goes into effect they don't care they will at gunpoint stick a fucking firearm to your head because you're in a park during the daytime and you're not supposed to be for and, all the bulls I'm sorry go ahead Earl I I just want to say that yeah I I believe in the Second Amendment but to some extent especially after living in the middle part of the country I'm telling you some people need some regulation on guns. <laughs> well, yeah. Because you're talking about putting people in tanks and what are you going to do with your pistol? Nothing. But these motherfuckers have AT4s, all right? That's anti-tank rocket. Bro, I think I wasn't, and it was. It had to be when I was in your part of the country for work. It was either probably Kansas or Missouri. Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska. Or, or Iowa. Probably one of these states. I, I wasn't down south long enough to see this. I saw a motherfucker with a fucking gun on his hip in a Walmart. I'm like, bro, we're at Walmart. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. You think shit's going down at Walmart? <laughs> like... Well, I mean, I'm just here to get a case of water and some ramen, dude. Like, well, people walk in grocery stores and open fire. I'm gonna fire back. <laughs> but that, that shit is rare. That's the mentality here. But also, I'm serious. The, the the movie magic of opening the bunker and seeing all those guns that shit exists here in the middle part of the country. Oh, there's plenty. Well, there's there's plenty of space. Waiting. There's plenty of space for it to exist. Exactly, and they're waiting. For something like this to go down and, and beg it. That's making me wonder how much firepower I drove past collectively when I, when I drove across. Uh, what's the highway that goes across Kansas? When I, when I, uh, when 400. I, when I went east to west on that motherfucker. Like how many, yeah. Now I'm wondering how much firepower I drove by above and underground. A metric fucktop. <laughs> well, I'll tell you that. These guys do not fuck around. Seriously, they're begging for the government to quote unquote take my gun. Because you can't take, you might take my pistol, but motherfucker, I got a bunker for you. You might, you might take the gun I have on me now. But then I go home and get my real yeah. one. Yeah. This was just the one that I can conceal easily on oh. my person. This is what I call my, right. this is what I call my traveling gun. Oh, you want my 380? That's okay. I got the M60 at home. This is the one I take right. when I leave I'm, the I'm house. Not, I'm not fucking around, man. These guys in the middle of this country, they, they don't like. Huh. I'm thinking they're about not right now. conspiracy theorists per se, but they're—I um, can't think of what it's called. They're doomsday preppers. Yeah, preppers, preppers. Actually, like, all I'm thinking about right now is doomsday. It's fucking loke dogs. Do we have a problem? USSR. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drive, motherfucking drive. Yeah. No, I'm gonna look. Here's 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 the flat out truth, and this is why the government doesn't fuck around. Like, don't fuck around in New York and Chicago and California because a bunch of pussies live there. And those are people who have convinced themselves that living on their knees is just as good as living the life they choose to live. You know, well, they gave me a choice. I can either do what they said or I can go to prison for the rest of my life. I had a choice. Okay. We used to make fun of that in Christianity. Well, you have free will. Oh yeah. Do what God says or go to hell for eternity. Yeah. Big fucking menu you gave us here, you cocksucker. Appreciate that. All right? Here's the problem. I got family from down south. 
Earl's got family from down south. I have family, and I have friends of the family who they own weapons that are in immaculate condition that the government have no idea exist. They don't buy ammo at a store. They police their own firing range and their own property and and pick up their brass and make their own ammo out of it. And if the government, you know what I'm talking about, Earl, and if the yep. government knew how deadly some of these fucking shells and, 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 and ammo types that they're turning out are, why do you think they went into like Ruby Ridge and Waco like they did, okay? these Those are the motherfuckers who survive. And that shit is handed down. It's a birthright to those people. It is like teaching your kid to wipe his ass after he takes a shit. This is how you do this. This is how you do this. When I die, all these are yours. And believe me, they explain the importance of no one knows the ex these exist. Keep it that way. Did you ever really read yeah. what Ruby Ridge was about? Yeah, but let's not get into that, dude. That's I, fucked up. <laughs> that's, 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 that, that's for another I, show. I have, I have literally watched somebody drive up to what I thought was like a fucking outhouse and disappear. <laughs> oh. Seriously. Walked in and is gone. And then I found out why. There's a huge yeah. bunker. They're fucking underground. Fucking Dude, if I swear to God, if the government comes to the middle of the country to try to attack these people, it will look like be it fucking Nam, dude. You're trying to attack these people who are well more armed than you on their own land. No, 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 no. Dude, we just got out of a 20-year war in Afghanistan. By the way, people in, you know, People, you got to respect the pajamas, ultimately, because people in black pajamas kicked us, our ass, and the French's ass in fucking Vietnam. And motherfuckers in tan pajamas kicked the Russians' ass and our ass in Afghanistan. Well, it's anybody, but it's but if you think about it, right, it isn't so much that, it's, it's their house. We went into their house and tried to beat, no, fuck you, this is our house. We know all, we know all the little nooks and crannies, we know where everything is. We know all the good hiding spots. Like, it's, of course. Exactly. And do you think, do you think anybody in, on, on K Street, anybody on Capitol Hill is going to, is going to go do anything in the middle of the country with those people? No, they're going to send other people. And let me tell you something. When Americans start dying, fighting other Americans, this isn't the 1800s anymore. Okay. Everybody has a motherfucking mobile goddamn news studio in their pocket and their phone. We start seeing American troops firing on American citizens. There will be, this country will be a free fire zone. Oh. In a heartbeat. Yeah, where, where you live, Earl, I would not want to live if that happens. No, I would. It'd probably be one of the safest places, dude. Absolutely, dude. You come here and you won't find me. Well, I'm saying it'd be you like Mad Max times to get out to where you are. Yeah, but see, here's the difference. Out there, it ain't like here, man. Think about 9-11. Well, they, they stop. Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. When 9-11 happened, everybody was like, oh, my God, we're so here in Michigan. Dearborn's so close. Man, uh, yeah. You mean the largest concentration of people from the Middle East, not in the Middle East, in the world? Well, That's the safest place to be right now. That is exactly the same thought I had. <laughs> I was like, yeah, uh, they're not going to kill each other. We're good. Like, yeah. You think they're going to suicide bomb? Uh, 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 the, the, the Pantheon? Really? They're, they're, gonna, they're gonna blow up fucking the, the local kebab place? Because they're mad at Whitey? They're not taking out Oakwood Avenue. Just saying. No. 
Yes. Fortin Telegraph, you're good. <laughs> Fortin High School, you're safe. No, but Earl, no, I was getting more just, you know, I'd get out there and they'd sniff the city on me and I'd be toast. I go, he's not from around. Where you going, city boy? I'm going to be honest with you. This is no now bullshit. they recruit your ass. <laughs> this, this, is, this is no bullshit, okay? The person doesn't need to be named, but when the, sh- when the shit was popping off with Corona and, like, nobody really knew what the fuck was going on, there were conversations and moves and and plans made to where uh, certain people I know, enti- and I'm talking entire families, they had a place to go. They had a, 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 a essentially, it would be a commune where everybody pulls their own weight you have to bring something to the table to come in, and as long as you hold up your end of the bargain, you're welcome. But it's completely off-grid. They have means and ways to do almost everything for the creature comforts we have, probably around the time of, like, I don't know, the 50s or 60s. So that's not that bad a living, considering you're living Dude, off-grid. I, I get it. March and April 2020 were the only two months in my life where I seriously, seriously considered getting a gun. I'll tell you, this is what I said. I bring nothing to the table. My body's trying to die on me right now as I speak. I mean, more so at a quicker rate than everybody's is. I'm fucked. I looked at one buddy and said, leave me a rifle and a box of shells. That's it. (laughs) I want to be able to go down swinging, and if it all looks like it's going to end badly... To go out on my own terms. Dude, I mean, I, yeah, I was, God, I know this, whatever, make fun of me. I was like, it's like, man, if we're about to go into some Walking Dead shit, that's what I, I was like. I was like, I've seen the Walking Dead. If, if the world's about to go into this type of situation, I may need a firearm. I got a wife. I got a house. Fuck this shit. Like, it's going to be like, hey, you clean man. No, you can come in. <laughs> you know, it, it, we didn't know, right? We didn't know what's going on. You need a, a pistol anyway, man. This world is fucked up. I- the government's the last. No, I don't. That's the problem. That's the thing. It's you teach me to use a gun, I might start using it. Well, I mean, that's the point, man. There's people around you that are using it because they have to, not because they want to. I'm a white male. I do not need to end up on the internet. Okay. Yeah, I carry mine. <laughs> yeah, but you live in a state that allows you to. Here, you got to jump through a bunch of hoops and pay off your fucking your governmental masters to even to even buy legally. A handgun. And then if you want to carry it, there's even more hoops and fucking taxes and classes and everybody's got to get their cut, man. See, this is what this is what people don't understand. And this is why we would we would all be dead in a lot of other countries on this planet for talking this way. Our doors would have been kicked in yes. and we'd have disappeared a long time ago. All right. But the truth of the matter is, is that go- any government is just like the mafia. They got to get their cut. End of fucking story. The government is there to do one thing, to perpetuate the need for them to us, to manufacture our consent to be ruled, and to convince us they need us more than we need them. We are being pimped out by the government. We don't need the government as much as the government has us convinced we need the government. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. But, yeah. Rich, the the government has created such a society that the criminal element has found ways to get guns and has found out how to use guns. That being said, I got to protect myself against that. Okay, because and they they have to use them because it's and it's not even the criminal element anymore. It's got so bad, 
in parts of the country, i.e. Michigan, how you doing, where good upstanding Americans that had a job don't have a job tomorrow because they moved it. And, you know, your daughter yanks on your sleeve, Daddy, I'm hungry. What the fuck are you going to do? Sorry, 7-Eleven, I need the money more than you at this point. That's the rationalization of the mostly peaceful rioting that happened last summer, or summer 2020, all right? And we, we, we as a country have been told that we all are cool with that. But we're supposed to hate everybody. We've been told also as a country that we all hate everybody from January 6th when really they were on basically the same side coming from different fucking, taking different roads to get to the same place. This form of government is bullshit. And if you don't change it, we will fucking change it ourselves. But what really happened? What really happened? Nothing. Greed set in, mass hysteria set in, ego set in, and social media set in. Let's take the shout-out pics in front of the burning fucking uh, Sally's Beauty Supply. Let's take the shout-out pics in the Capitol fucking building. Let's take, you know, let's, 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 instead of actually, I don't know, doing something, going, do you see all this fucking power? Do you see how powerless you truly are when we all stand up together? This is your last warning. Instead of doing that... They rather you loot and get yourself a TV. You loot and get yourself a new fucking couch. And I don't know, Port- Portland kind of took the reins there for a minute. And what did they do? Here's my beef with that. Not that they did what they did, but they did they did that because they were trying to reject the basic principles of the Eurocentric society and yeah. white male dominated society of America and they turned around and they did exactly what all the people they claim to hate have done. They built walls, they had armed guards, they started fucking dividing people up in within the chop or chap or whatever the fuck they called it via, by race, by gender, by gender you say you are, by who you want to fuck, who you don't want to fuck. They recreated the very society they claim to hate within Days, dude. Days. These we are so deeply brainwashed, we can't even think of a new way to do things when we get the chance. I'm sorry. Or it's the dirty secret that maybe human beings crave structure. Like if you have to, if you, if I have to make you do something under the threat of death or imprisonment, how much of a free choice is that really? How much of free will are you really exercising by making that choice? I think there's a lot of people who don't want free will. And my arguments will be the military and the fucking uh, prison system, who are essentially one in the same. If you really think about it, house them for as cheap as possible. Get them, drain them of all resources you can to maximize profit from it, while paying them a pittance. Dude, we were having conversations about housing for cheap about dudes who like essentially just replace mommy with their wife, right? Same type of people. They cannot handle like they got out of high school. And could not handle not being told what to do, when to do it, how to do it. Jail and the military, check all of those boxes. You're told what to do, when to do it, how to do it. You're going to eat at these times every day. The problem is, is that you can't be so reductionist that you just paint with that broad of a brush and put everybody in that box who's in the military. Because there's a lot of people in the military who go in and it's for other reasons. There's complete sociopaths who just want to kill people. Oh, for sure. that's That's never going to change. They are wired that way. Their brain, whether it's through genetics, whether it's through biology, whether it's through upbringing, it really doesn't matter. 
you're 18, you're American, and you can join the military, good. Focus your killing energy there. But I think at least we can we can keep an eye on you there. But I think what I was getting at with things like chop is I think eventually, you know, hey, we did it. We formed our little thing. And then you get a bunch of people that go, all right, what do we do now? And then essentially, I think what essentially happens and this is I think we're getting into like human psychology and sociology shit here. It's eventually the strongest personality emerges. People can fucking sniff that shit out. And eventually you get all people looking at like the strongest personality in the room going, all right, what now? Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. I'm not crazy, here's the design Yeah, the one who's crazy, here's the design You're trying to be crazy, here's the design They take me in and it's just your bad one You know what? Hey, there you go. 
And this ain't even that much of a pivot. It's it's, it's really just kind of like opening the door and letting it in. Saw Dune this weekend, right? And the movie, the, the not the movie. I mean, I saw the movie, yes, but the book series Dune. The whole point of that is not to put your faith and worship charismatic leaders, because ultimately power will corrupt anybody. On a long enough timeline, you will you will sell your fucking principles out for power and wealth. And you will exploit people who did nothing to you, who are nothing but the salt of the fucking earth compared to the shit that you do. And you'll convince yourself that they deserve it because, well, they weren't smart enough to get themselves where I'm at. And the beauty of the beauty of the Dune universe is everybody's there because they were born into it. No one earned that shit. It's just like being born a royal a royalty back in the day. If your kid's an idiot, guess what? There's going to be an idiot ruling your country at one point. The royal idiot, yeah. That's it. That's it. And I mean, like, as much as the movie could, it was trying to get that across. And that's why I'm shocked that the movie did, one, as well as it did on opening weekend, and two, has been greenlit for a fucking sequel because it is very clearly half of the story. If you've read the book, just even the first book, dude, not even read the rest of the series, you know that that's like, like it's more close to like a third of the book than half, but whatever. But I, I'm really shocked. But then not... Then I then I then I sit back and I and I started watching people on the internet and I started seeing like there it is that's what I've been waiting for. Well, this is a white savior story. Ah, there we go. And I'm like, okay, first of all, you don't understand. Dune is set almost 15,000 years in the future. Earth doesn't even exist anymore. Religion has been mixed up into all the major religions have been made into one religion. And then there's different factions who vie for power behind the scenes, all right? You are more beholden to the world you were born on or the royal family you were born into than by race. I don't think race ever really even factored into any of the Dune series to the point where anyone could call it a white savior fucking thing. But we are so simplistic in our view of the world that people can't realize, first of all, these are fictional characters in a fictional world, yeah. Corky. It is a story, everybody. Yes. If, if you want to get down to it, it's an it's an allegory. Spice is oil. The Fremen are the people who live where the oil is. And how their natural environment and their natural fucking resources are stripped out from under them for the greater good of everybody else. My question I mean, is, is he even white? In the book, he's fucking... In the book, the Atreides, the, the whole house Atreides, I don't know why in the movie they made him Celtic with the bagpipe uh, uh, theme, but they're they're uh, uh, Greek. They're Mediterranean. I was going to say, yeah, the, the father does... I mean, he has the hair and stuff that he doesn't look white to me. His you know, beard and shit. I mean, you know, the, the Harkonnens and, like like... These are these are you have to understand once again 15,000 years into the future You don't think we've evolved and fucked enough to where pretty much everybody's gonna be kind of a dark or a, a darker light beige color And that's gonna be about it. Yeah, every everybody looks like Jason Momoa <laughs> Pretty much that wasn't them being woke. That's them being true to the source material That's this is a movie that I'm shocked made any in that made the impression it did because this is a movie made by a fan of the series for fans of the series and it's 
almost completely unapologetic in it. When I sat down and that movie started, I was like, oh, shit. And I had a couple mitters, that's Michigan rednecks for people who don't live around here, sitting next to me going, oh, they're blowing up shit real good during the explosions and during everything else going, I don't understand what's going on, do you? And I'm just going, this is this, this if this is the target audience, this movie's not this movie's not getting a part two. Like, period. Maybe I was maybe I just had to, you know, because there was a bunch of people in the theater on the way out that were talking and were like, I don't know what the fuck I just watched. And I'm like, it's not that hard to figure out. The minutia of the of the of the world, like the fact that there are no fucking computers, there is nothing that is even close to AI because in the, the world of Dune, we humans invented AI so powerful and we became so dependent on them that they actually tried to wipe us all out of existence. And so when uh, that war was finally won by humans, they put out a new Bible mixing all the powerful world religions. And one of the first commandments in that new Bible was, you shall not make a thinking machine to replace a man. AKA, uh, motherfucker, if it ain't a CB radio and it ain't dials with, 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 with you know buttons and levers, anything more than that, and you're, you're bordering on heretic, you know, uh, heresy. Big time. And the punishment is a swift death. They don't drag it out. They just go, you knew better than that. Kill him. That's your punishment. You get caught making a get thinking him. machine. Just kill him. Just cut his fucking throat and get it over with. Yeah, their flying machine resembles a fucking firefly. Come on now. Exactly. And you notice the, the gauges in there. That's what I'm saying. The gauges in that fucking thing looked like something out of Vietnam or even World War II. There's a re- they were using shortwave radio. Short. I mean, you know. There's a rate. There's a reason for that. Now, all of that wasn't explained, but it didn't need to be if you read the book. But that's where I was like, oh, people are going to get so caught up in, well, why don't they have like computers and, and androids and cyborgs and all this shit? I figured people get caught up in that. Hey, you know what? If people actually took the overall message to heart and were able to figure it out on their own, more power to them, man. I'm sorry I underestimated y'all. I'm I- happy to be wrong. I didn't read Dune. I don't really know anything about Dune. I watched the movie. I think um, the movie was Sting in like the 80s. That's all I know. Um, spoiler alert. Mute it. The show if you don't want to hear it. Uh, when the traitor was caught and killed, I was so pissed off. I, I was like, oh, come on. Dude, this movie's like that, that? Like even Earl's seen it? That guy. Well, yeah, it was on HBO Max. Of course I saw oh, that's. I keep forgetting like you don't have to go to the theaters to see things no. now. Um, yeah, no. That kid needed, you know two minutes in a room with that dude for killing his dad, betraying his family. And yeah, I wanted that. Well, I mean, that's, that's also, (laughs) there's a lot of themes in the Dune series, dude. Frank Herbert's writing predates game of Thrones by 35 years, 30 years. And it makes game of Thrones look like romper room. Like it, it makes it look like a Disney television show as far as, all the moving parts and stuff and stuff going on underneath the surface. So, I mean, there was a lot more to that that I won't get into, but I mean, they had to cut shit for time. Let's put it that way. That guy, the doctor who betrayed the Duke, uh, Yui. Yeah. Dr. Yui. Uh, they have what they call Imperial conditioning. And that's where certain people who are going to be high up in the families of the lands rod, which is the, all the great families of the Imperium when they're together, they have to be trusted. So they're conditioned to never betray anybody. 
The Baron found a loophole in it by taking his wife hostage. He couldn't betray his wife, but he couldn't betray the Duke. It's like a double negative. It cancels itself out. I ain't got no. That actually means you do have something. You know, I ain't got no education. You're saying you have an education. You're just saying it in an uneducated way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like I said, you could get lost in the fucking world building. There was an encyclopedia published just to explain what's going on in that in, that, in Dune universe. It's it's the lore goes very deep. And he I think he did a good job of just presenting it as much as he could without having a ton of exposition, like a 30-minute prologue where they just explain the previous 15,000 years and how we got to this point. They just kind of set up like the basics and said, either you come along for the ride or you don't. Right. <laughs> That's kind of it. What was that shit when Homeboy died? The red shit. Was it like him like turning ghost and killing everybody on his way out? Talking about the Duke? Yeah. That was the poison that was in the hollow tooth that the doctor put in. See, that's part of it also. The doctor, because he put the poison in the tooth, he was giving the Duke a chance. He was still being loyal to his Duke, so he technically wasn't breaking his conditioning by giving him a chance to bite down on that tooth, exhale the poison, and kill the Baron. But the Baron turned on his personal shield before he leaned in to hear what he had to say. That's why everybody else in the room died, but the Baron survived. Ah. See, that's, yeah, it's, but the point is, and I saw this movie with Aaron, and if you if you followed us from Unregimented, Ooh, a mandate. Here, yeah, yes. Uh, if you followed if Unregimented to 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 here, you know that you know this type of shit that, that that is right up Aaron and I's alley. And on the way there, we were talking about just you know, Aaron's like, I'm not a big Dune guy. I haven't read all the books. Blah 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 blah. I know about a lot, you know, decent amount of the lore. And basically, we we're talking about what we we're hoping for the movie. And I said, I just hope the movie is respectful of the source material and puts the story first instead of trying to shoehorn a bunch of shit in that has nothing to do with anything ever in the Dune universe. But because it's hot button topics now, we have to we have to shoehorn it in to every place we can fit it. Man, we got to date rape you with our wokeness, you know. Shouldn't have worn that dress if you didn't want this woke dick inside of you. You know, all that horse shit. And we were talking, and I said, this is my problem. If, if, you, if you listen to one of the first episodes we had of, of Jen Exhausted here, I brought up Masters of the Universe and Kevin Smith. And my beef was that Kevin Smith got caught with his hand in the artistic cookie jar. Mm-hmm. He, he went a very played out trope and was like, I'll just replace everyone who they're expecting to see with strong, powerful women now. Well, that's now a trope. I expect that when I walk into a movie. I'm shocked when it doesn't happen. And his fans were like, "This is I bet you this is what he's going to do. And he got caught with his hand in the artistic cookie jar and he got pissed and he fell back on the same old tired ass fucking excuse. Oh, you're just man babies. You hate women. You hate gays. You hate black people. You hate this. No, we hate the fact that you can't fucking respect source material. And that's all you've preached since your fucking fat ass got your face in the, in front of a camera. All right. I did. I mean, that um, Dune, I, I don't know if it was Dune took it from Harry Potter or Harry Potter took it from Dune. But near the end in that uh, when his mom and him were tied up, speaking a certain way to control people like a Harry Potter character. No, that's the voice. And that voice, that that's definitely, D- the book Dune come out in 65. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't even think J.K. Rowling had even 
taken a creative writing class at that point, let alone fucking published a Harry Potter book. So they did. De- yeah. Yeah. Dune's been stolen from a lot. Star Wars owes a lot to Dune. Warhammer 40,000 owes a lot to Dune. A lot of sci-fi that's came in its wake. owe a lot to Dune. Hold on. I'm going to weigh in on this conversation. There you go. Continue. Uh, well, I mean, that's okay. But I mean, one of the conversations that we were talking about is, you know, they're okay. Now, Chris, even if you haven't seen the movies, you know about, you are aware of the movies, the movie series Hellraiser, right? Yes. With Pinhead. Yeah. We go to the same barber. Yes. Okay. First of all, Pinhead isn't a demon per se. He's a priest from hell. And he's not a he, he's not a she. He's a celestial being that is genderless, period, end of story. Perfect for 2021. His name isn't Pinhead. I say, like, is that the best we could do? Like, really? Like, he's got a bunch of pins in his head. Let's call him Pinhead. That was the nickname the the people who worked on the the set of Hellraiser started calling him. That makes more sense. Clive Barker started losing his fucking mind because he goes, He's the hell priest. It's the hell priest. You know what I'm saying? Like he's trying to explain. And this you got to remember, this is the 80s. I mean, the the, the novella that is based on is called uh, the Hellbound Heart. And for those who don't know, I got to give you a little bit of backstory. Bear with me here. Clyde Barker, horror writer, blah 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 blah. He's also gay. He was gay at a time in the 70s and 80s where it it I mean, you go to certain areas, it was cool to be gay. You go to other areas, you better fucking you better. Better dial it down. You know what I'm saying? You can get your ass kicked real quick. Like, not this bullshit today where someone misgendered me. Someone looked at me funny. No, they were beating the fuck out of gay people back in the day. If you were in the wrong area and you were a little bit too swishy. Because of that, underground clubs. Now, stop and think about that. Underground gay clubs, 70s and 80s. What is the Hell Priest from the Hellraiser series wearing? What are all the Cenobites wearing? Leather outfits, piercings all over them, S&M shit. He just wrote about what the fuck he was seeing in the clubs. And on top of that, he respects, even though I don't think he's religious, he respects religious lore and understood if he's going to place this story in a world where there's a, where there truly is a heaven with a God and a hell with a, with a devil that he has to respect what the source material says about it, if he wants to play in their sandbox, their get their basically their court, their rules. So he did. He made all the celestial beings genderless, which is angels don't have a fucking gender. I mean, you seen dogma? It's, it's been covered. Did you go to Did you go to Catholic school? You should know this shit. <laughs> okay, end of story. And they're remaking Hellraiser. And they, they casted a trans woman to play the hell priest, and they're making the hell priest, like the original source material, genderless. Let me guess. Come on, can we can we can we can we get the full can we get the full trifecta here? Is it a person of color too? No, because the only color the hell priest is supposed to be is like the the dead flesh gray. Uh-huh. And I think after a while we all go gray no matter what color we were to start. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've seen Seen some pictures of some black people from war, you know, like you know, who you know, in Africa and all these those crazy wars and shit, and their bodies have been left out, and what's left of their flesh, yeah, it pretty much goes the same ashy type, like grayish color. 
But, but no. And I'm like, okay, once again, anyone upset by that? Why? If you're upset by that, then what you're do, what you're saying is, I don't want a trans woman to play this character. Me, I'm not upset by it because that's what the fucking source material almost it requires someone who has, I guess this word has disappeared from our vo vocabulary, an androgynous being who's a priest of hell. Okay. Right. Now, see, I, I take a different stance with that, Earl, which I probably, I I probably you, won't like it. I think you and I might be on the same page as this one. No, no, I'm on a completely different level. It has nothing to do with her or him or I, I'm just like, I come from the, the uh, okay, fuck it. Would they be doing this if it, if the woke if the alphabet mob wouldn't come for you in 2021? I'm saying it. I'll ask. Okay. I'll ask and, you the question. To the best of my knowledge, because Clive Barker still owns the right to Hellraiser, and he's the one who's basically calling the shots. He wants to make sure that what he wrote is as close to what's on screen with this version, and what he is dictating is much closer to what i don't know if they'd have gotten like, i literally actress. have no dog in this fight i do not care and really like yeah as far as when it comes to arts and stuff i really don't give a fuck like you know I, like i started as a musician as far like as many conservative opinions as i have if we get into the arts and stuff i don't give any fucks as long as like the art is good i don't give a shit but stuff like this this is where like you know, where I bristle, where I said, where like the, the hair on the back of my neck goes up and goes like, okay, like if we didn't but have see, I think the Twitter mob that would come for you, would you really be making this casting decision? I, I truly, I have no idea whether it'd be a trans actor or actress playing the hell priest, but I do think that the hell priest would one, he, he would definitely get rid of the pinhead name because he is on the record for 30 plus years. I fucking hate that name. I hate it. I, that's not the character's name. That's what people on the set called it, and the goddamn producers put it in the fucking credits. Period. End of story. I mean, I, like I've seen interviews where he said that. So I truly believe the Hell Priest would be genderless. And two, yeah, these are fucking Cenobites. They're creatures who take pleasure from inflicting pain on others. Gee, what are you shocked why they dressed up and look like they're in S and M costumes? Doesn't that make fuck? This is the motherfucker who created it, and he's telling you, this is what I meant. This is what I wanted. This was what I was trying to get across. It was the 80s, and the movie th studio was like, no, we're not doing that. No, 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 no. So that's why I said, yeah. And yeah, Chris, I, give me one second, and you can take it for, and run with it, Earl. But I just want to say this. I had a friend jump in my shit online about... because. Whoever they got playing Superman now is bisexual in the comic book. And I was like, okay, I haven't read a Superman comic in probably 20 years, maybe 15. All right. But how the fuck you is Clark Kent all of a sudden? But then it was like, oh, it's, it's not Clark Kent. It's like Jake Kent or something like that. And I'm like, all right, so is this comic book bullshit? How? Because it's not even the same Superman I grew up with. And basically what it turned out is. Yeah, they're shoehorning in. Uh, they shoehorned in a alternate universe Superman, made him the canon Superman, and now they've made him. Now they've made him bisexual, for because reasons. <laughs> and I'm like, that's horse shit. That's not good storytelling. Okay, as a musician, as a person who appreciates shitty fucking movies and books, 
and high art movies and books, it's an insult to my intelligence to tell me that, oh, because we said so, is a good is a good plot device. No, it's fucking not. And shitty art, we have enough of. We don't need any more excuses to make more of it. So yeah, I get upset about this shit, especially when the motherfuckers who created the shit are stonewalled out and not allowed to have an opinion because, well, we're trying to appeal to a demographic that doesn't exist. Who the fuck was rattling their fucking cages for goddamn bisexual Superman? Superman's by Captain America's black. But yeah, yeah, no, it's <laughs> but no, it's but you're getting at what I was talking about with with the the casting of the new uh, what, Hell Priest or whatever. <laughs> what, 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 Hellraiser, Hellraiser. I don't yes, I don't want to I don't want to anger Clive Barker and call it Pinhead or or no, <laughs> wouldn't it be Pin Person now, Pin They? But yeah, that's <laughs> but yeah, you're talking shoehorning shit in like we're, like. I had this thought while we were talking about this. When I started flying, my mindset versus when I stopped flying. When I first started flying, I didn't give a fuck who was flying the plane. I would look at the captain. I didn't give a fuck what gender they were, what fucking color they were. By the end, I'm sitting there wondering if I see a black captain or a woman captain. Like, so, are they a good pilot or are they fucking here because Delta doesn't want to have people fucking calling them out on social media? Like, congratulations. You've now created that environment where I'm probably doubting a very capable person's fucking skills. Absolutely. And I, I just want to say this, and you still feel the same way. Hey, man, more power to you. But uh, he, there ain't shit on Clyde Barker's end from the, from the say-so that he has being shoehorned in because he wrote this motherfucking novella back in 19 and released it in 1986. And all the elements I'm talking about, uh, the genderless hell priest, Gender not being a thing because these are celestial fucking beings were in that novella. Okay, then I'll play the woke devil's advocate. Well, why didn't you do it in the 80s? How come you're doing it now? And that's my problem with woke. That's my problem with woke flakes is it's nothing's ever good enough. My my problem with this remake is my problem with many remakes. Some movies you can remake and it won't matter. Uh, Friday the 13th, uh, Halloween just came out, Halloween Kills. Yeah, those people, it, it doesn't matter if you remake them. Because, I mean, me personally was never a fan of Friday the 13th or Halloween. They never really scared me at all. However, when you remake something like Fre- Freddy and Nightmare on Elm Street, dude, I shit you not, I laughed through the better part of that movie. Because well, that dude is not scary at all. My problem That with- character looks like shit. And by no stretch of anybody's imagination was he scary at all. To this day, I have a hard time listening to Robert England. Well, that's the thing, just too. Just do an interview. All, all of these reboots, like, and not just with horror movies. My whole thing is, like, and you guys let me know if I'm wrong. It seems like all of these reboots and relaunches and remakes are definitely a phenomenon of our adulthood. Because it seemed like when we were kids, if they did that shit... It was cringeworthy, and you would hear your parents or an adult going, "Oh, really? They're they're, they're trying to? Oh, Jesus! Is, is so and so broke?" Like it it seemed like if you did that stuff when we were little, it was. And now it just seems like we are that creatively bankrupt. Ah, we're out of ideas. All the stories have been told. Let's just redo blank. Yeah, let's try to make it better and more relevant today. And I, I'm sorry, not sorry. Doug Bradley as Pinhead or, or High Priest or whatever you want to call him. 
He was a scary motherfucker. And I don't think you get a trans, you get a, a gay. I don't care who you get to replace him. You can't replace him. My man was on point when he did those parts. You do understand that there's been 10 Hellraiser movies. And I believe the last two, he said, um, I'm like 70 something. say like, So, no. These are 30 year old movies. Playing. Yeah. I'm not sitting in a chair for six hours getting prosthetics put on me to be in a movie for 10 minutes. Because if you go back and watch the original Hellraiser, the Cenobites aren't in that movie that much. And you go back and you, you really go back up through the first two Hellraiser movies, which were the ones Clive Barker actually had say in. They're not really in those movies that much. It's only from the third one on. Well, the third one. They really put him in the movie. They tried to turn him into like a Jason or a Freddy or a Michael Myers, and it didn't really work. And then after that, they got dude. It, it, literally, there's one. There's one Hellraiser movie. I can't. I cannot remember the name of it. But the 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 rumor is is that they filmed the movie as a thriller, like a crime whodunit thriller. But then New Line Cinema realized they were going to lose the rights to the Hellraiser franchise unless they made something with Hellraiser in it. So they literally went and reshot with Doug Bradley like 10, 15 minutes of footage and tacked it on at the end of the movie to make it a Hellraiser movie. To the first, I mean, like 90% of the movie, he's not even in it. So, I mean, like, to me, this, I don't know if, if you call this a remake, a reboot, whatever you want to call it. To me, this is Clive Barker now finally having the clout to go in and say, I can make the movie based on my book that I wanted to make in 1987 but they wouldn't let me do it. Now I can. Right. And I mean, good luck, but no good luck. Yeah. I mean, the movie could suck. I mean, dude, I, I, I'm, I'm I with just, you. I didn't like the new, this the new uh, nightmare on Elm street. And the yeah, actor the was the just guy, a clown. Well, the guy who played him is the guy who played Rorschach in, in, mm -hmm. in Watchmen. He's capable of playing an intimidating guy. The problem is Freddie is I, I, the problem is Freddie is not what the fuck they were trying to make Freddy scary again. Freddy hadn't been scary since like the second or third fucking Nightmare on Elm Street. He'd turned into a one-line killing, a, a killing machine that gives out one-liners. Mm -hmm. You know? I mean, Jesus Christ, dude. This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. And then he kills the guy on the screen. Looks more like your egg on a frying pan to me. <laughs> and I'm like, this is supposed to be scary? I think the point I'm trying to hear Earl make, because again, I've seen like none of these movies, whatever, is it sounds like Earl is, and, and, and I can agree with, with, with this mindset is, um, you've already, I understand you want to tell the story how you've always wanted to tell it. Problem is, you've already built this universe for 30 years. Like, especially too, like, yeah, pretty much. If Clive Barker's going to be involved, like, I get it. I mean, if it's Clive Barker's thing, it's Clive Barker's, it's always going to be. But at the same time, like, I guess what, that's what Earl's getting at is like, Okay, if this is a whole new director, I get it. I'm now on board. But if you're still going to be Clive Barker making Clive Barker made Hellraiser movies, like you're kind of already like 30 years in. You can't change the rules of the game in the middle of it. Yeah, you might hate the name Pinhead, but that's what I think of when somebody says Hellraiser is Doug Bradley. Somebody it, says Nightmare on Elm Street, I'm thinking Robert England. It may not be the game you've wanted to build, but it's the game you got. Okay, and my retort to both of y'all is, once again, you're having problems with changing established rules in a world that's been built for over 30 years. Oh, no. no, I'm, no. I've, yet, I've yet to hear either of... No, no, hold on. Let me fucking say my piece. I've yet to hear either of you say, 
I don't want my hell priest, pinhead, whatever, to be a trans woman, a trans man, a genderless being. You know, uh, I don't want this. I don't want this. See, but that's what anyone who speaks out against anything like this, that's what they're, that's what's thrown on them. That's what I bristle against. I don't care that they're using a trans actress, actress to play the hell priest. I really don't. I care that that is as close to the vision that the creator, the motherfucker who sat down and put pen to paper and created the character, it's as close to his vision as possible. And it's obvious now that I've, I mean, you got to remember when the movie first came out, I was 10 years old. I was not allowed to see Hellraiser. I had to rent Hellraiser like it was a porno back in the day. I had to sneak that shit in the house, everything. Like my family was not having it. So I couldn't, I didn't, I didn't know about all this other shit going on with, and what it was based on and all this. Over the years, I found out I mean, Clyde Barker didn't even come out as gay until the 90s. But then once he explained everything, and once I watched interviews with them, and they were like, why aren't you out here uh, promoting the new Hellraiser movies? And he's like, because they're not Hellraiser movies. I wrote one novella. I wrote two screenplays. And they've made ten movies off of it. And eight of them have nothing to do with what I created. And I finally have the rights to my baby back, and I want to make it the way I always envisioned it. I, whether I, now, whether he makes a good product or not, he should have every right to. And you know what? The way the world works right now, you can make movies for dirt cheap on digital. You can do special effects for dirt cheap compared to practical effects back in the day. He can make the movie. Now, when the movie comes out, if it's a piece of shit, I'll be the first one to get on this show and be like, that movie's a piece of shit. I mean, if Dune sucked, I'd be like, that movie sucked. See, now my, my but it didn't. My retort to your paraphrasing of Clive Barker would be, well, you cashed the checks, didn't you? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, it's it's like... And, that's, um, and that's, that's why you and I will never start a business or be in a bank. <laughs> it's true. Because you'll go after the brass ring, and I'll be over here starving, but I'll fucking be able to sleep at night like a baby because I'm not a fucking psychopath about my fucking artistic integrity. So... But I'm saying, but, no, but, it's not true. Not a psychopath. You're just more of a, how big's the check? Yeah, sure. Okay, I'll suck you, Dave. Me, I'm like, get that dick out my face. If I suck dick, I'd suck your dick, but I don't. So get the dick out my face. No, but and I don't say, but if Clive Barker all of a sudden has this bout of artistic integrity when he's fucking Clive Barker, fucking, you know, and he can, and he can write his own check, he can do what he wants now, it's a lot easier to say that when, like I said, that he's bitching about the other eight Hellraiser movies, but he took the money. Yeah, but do you understand how subversive that Hellraiser, especially that first one was when it came out? How fucking, like, holy shit. They, dude, that, that motherfucker got a flat-out X rating for violence. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like in the, right when we were in bands, right? I never understand, like, who, who, like when we were, like Pearl Jam, right? They were always the band that was, quote-unquote, raging against the machine. Not the band, but, you know. The, I, I, but I never understood this holier-than-thou punk ethic of bands who were on major labels. Like, dude, what are you talking about? You have taken... Uh, you have taken Satan's cock. You are currently, like, if you are getting major radio airplay, you have sucked the cock. Where is this bout of our integrity coming from? It's over. It's, it's over. Yeah. You, like, and that's, I and guess that's what I'm getting at with Clive Barker. And just like any good businessman, so this should be a part, even if you don't respect the, their stance, that they are smart enough businessmen or someone in that group was smart enough to hire businessmen who were like, 
yeah, by the way, we signed a one lab- or one album deal with you, Epic. Uh, you've got your one album. It was 10. Now we're doing the shit the way we want to do it. If you want us to stay on your label and sell a million copies in three days for you for our second album. And we get complete artistic fucking freedom. We don't make videos. We tour where we want. We don't have anything to do with fucking Ticketmaster. You don't like it. Believe me, we'll find a record company that'll do it. And you know what? That's what I respect. Tool walked in saying, none of us need this fucking record deal. They were all successful. Well, not all, but most of them were successful enough to where they had careers in other businesses. Adam Jones, the guitar player of Tool, worked on Terminator 2. Yeah, was, he got he like back the, end on that movie. Yeah, wasn't he like the special effects supervisor for it? I don't know if he's a supervisor, but he was in the special effects department. Yeah. He did, he, back end on that movie, he didn't need to know your fucking, uh, well, here, here's your million dollar advance. No, no, we're good. You know what? Give us the bare minimum, but give us all the artistic control we want because we're going to make our own videos. That's why all the early tool videos were all stop motion animation because they had and were as dark and as fuck. Everything about tool that you love is because they insisted they have artistic control. And it took someone being the tip of the spear in the 90s going through because remember, Pearl Jam wasn't the mainstream. Tool wasn't the mainstream in 91, 92. They, the mainstream in the beginning of 91 was not the mainstream by the end of 91. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Hey, there was beginning a of 91, it was... continental drift that happened. Oh, yeah. It was beginning of 91. It was Dr. Feelgood. And by the end, it was Smells Like Teen Spirit. That's what I'm right. saying. But here's my problem with it, to put it in your guys' terms. What if Creed came in and started playing all the Tool songs as, uh, and said, we're just re-upping it? It would suck. You're like, well, no. Well, they'd be called out as so fake. not Tool, not even close. That's how I feel with the remakes of, uh, okay. of Hellraiser, of, of Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm like, no, I strangely, you're not even close. I strangely get your analogy, Earl. I, 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 I understand where you're coming from. I understand it. I just don't agree with it. When you, it you're, you're comparing apples to oranges. Clive Barker went in and said, I want to make this movie. Hollywood said, uh, no, no, we're going to need you to do this and this and this and this. Well, I really need this, this, and this. Okay, well, that's a negotiation. Now we're going to sit down. And they, st- they literally started arguing over two second shots of blood. Him in the studio did. And he lost because he didn't have the weight to throw around because I'm Clive Barker in 1986 don't mean shit compared to I'm Clive Barker in 2021. That's no, my I, point. I, I, I he's re- he's he's going, I want to, I I have the chance He's not a young man. He's in his fucking late 60s. He's like, I got the chance and I have the means to make the vision I always wanted to make. I'm going to take my shot. Now, if he fails, I'll be the first one to say, I love the the, the gumption, but bro, you missed the target. Right. You know and, what I'm saying? Yeah. It's For me, it's not, it's not the Hulk. You know, a big green character. Didn't matter who made the fucking movie. Um, Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, or the other kid. It does not matter. It's a, it's a red and blue guy throwing fucking well, webbing. The, the other question I'll ask, though, too, is when we go back to the casting decision, because it's 2021, was it his decision? Or was it the studio who said, here's a bunch of money, make us a Hellraiser reboot? By the way, here's, here's the type of person we need you to cast as pin person. That's what I'm going to call it. I... I... From everything I've read, it is very much, uh, I have the rights reverted back to him. I don't even know if he's going through the same studio who made the Hellraiser movies. 
That I don't know. I don't no, know. Just whatever studio said these movie, this movie gets made. Obviously, he's going to you know, give him a bunch of money. Unless he's unless, like I said, it's Clyde Barker in twenty twenty one. He's like, I got this because that that it, because that model does exist right now too, where people will just make it out of their pocket and then go sell it and get their money back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. That's what Kevin Smith does with all his movies now. I mean, you know, that's that's the new indie way of making movies. You don't hope the Weinstein company or fucking new line finds you. You just fucking make the movie and then find a distributor. Well, that's how we've gotten on dearth of good shit. I'd like to say in the last five years, or it seems like the quality of TV and movies is, is ticked up a little bit, especially TV is because you can do that. Now here's what I made. Would you like to buy it? There's no, produ- see, there's no producers getting involved. There's no focus groups on either. No, it's like, I'm an artist. Here's my art. What do you think? The the interview, the most extensive interview I've seen with Clive Barker, supported by the, the other shorter interviews I've seen and read about the Hellraiser, because Hellraiser is one of my favorite franchises. It's all types of fucked up and dark and deals with shit that no one wants to deal with. That's right in my wheelhouse. So I, it's what I love. So I give a fuck about it. From what I gathered, the, re- the rights somehow, some way reverted back to him. He sat down, basically wrote a script, and started going to Hollywood going, this is the movie I'm going to make. Do you want in on it? Uh, yeah, but we have some ideas. No, the fuck you don't. That's the price you pay to make this movie yeah. with me. You had the chance to keep putting out garbage Hellraiser movies. I mean, like I said, the last two, they replaced Doug Bradley. It wasn't even the same guy for both movies. They can't even decide on a new pinhead to go with. So that they were just like, fuck it. We don't know what to do with this. And so they let the rights revert back to him. He walked in as dictating what's going on. Everything's coming from him. Now, if it comes out that the studio was like, yeah, you have to make, uh, you have to uh, hire a trans actor or actresses or actress to play the hell priest because that's what the audiences want to see. That's what our fucking blah, blah, blah says. And he went along with it. Then you know what? I've lost some artistic respect for for Clive Barker, and I'll be the first one to sing from the highest mountaintop I can climb my fat ass on top that he's a hypocrite if he starts trying to fucking hide behind artistic integrity ever again as long as he's drawing breath on this planet. If this woman, trans woman, whatever, if the new character that they come out with for the high priest is anywhere as scary as Doug Bradley was, especially in the first one, it's good. I like it. Yeah, isn't that just the bar? Be scary. It pretty much. If I'm taken out of the movie the whole time thinking like you just sound like a woman who's growling at me, like I'm done. Yeah, because if if they, I, I, I don't know how to put it. He, the, Doug Bradley encapsulated what he was told to encapsulate and put it really good on film. Same thing with Robert England and Freddie. Because, like I said, to this day, I still have a hard time hearing Robert England's voice, even on a fucking interview. If this person, whoever it is that's going to play this this part, can come out and instill fear into somebody, then, then, I, then the movie's good. But if she comes out and uh, it just and doesn't think, even think dude, about it. And I think it is the most 2021, 2021 thing, the whole premise of this entire conversation. Like that, what we should be said, like it should, we should all be, it's, oh, enjoy this, Earl. We should all be thinking like Earl on this subject. Who gives a fuck as long as you're a good actor and you're scared? Who gives a shit? You, do you know why I know the actress is trans? I'll, here, 
I'll break it down for you. The interview that I uh, read with Clive Barker, where he talked about casting the Hell Priest, uh, it, she was just mentioned as an actress. I looked her up because I had never heard of her. I want to see what she had been in so I can get a feel for like, okay, is this bitch, is she a good actress or is she a wooden actress? You know what I'm saying? Is she going to give me, she's going to give me pre-Matrix uh, 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 Keanu Reeves or post-Matrix Keanu Reeves? <laughs> you know, whoa. Is she going to give, yeah, she's going to give me Johnny Mnemonic or is she going to give me John Wick? You know? <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, she's trans. Oh, okay. And then I was like, well, wait a minute. The Hell Priest is in 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 Clive Barker's the the book series because there's more than one book is genderless because all celestial beings are genderless. Right now, is she a woman that went to a guy or a guy that went to a woman? Guy that went to a woman. She's a she's mm-hmm. a, a trans. Basically, here's this is what I've gotten. Okay, this is how it's been explained to me. You say trans. And you say what they transition to. So if I say trans woman, biological male. Trans male, biological woman. I was like, okay, so wait a minute. Did y'all have your meeting and make sure it's okay that us cisgendered shit lords are able to say that? Because right. I don't want to be accused of offending, you know, the point zero 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 one percent of trans people, truly trans people on Twitter who are going to get offended. And they're like, no, that's, yeah, that's the proper respectful way. Okay. If that's the hard and fast rule, I'm running with it until so, told differently so trans- by someone not online because I'm going to do exactly what Dave Chappelle said. Keep it in the comments, bitch, and keep moving. So trans female means used to be a dude. Pretty correct? much. All right. Yes. Trans male means used, means but do you see possess what I, a vagina. But do you see what I'm saying? Like the fact that it even to me, it makes sense. If this was like, like, okay. Have you, the, uh, speaking of Keanu Reeves, Constantine, the movie Constantine, there's a character in there that's played by Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton is, is an, an androgynous looking bitch if I've ever seen one. I, for real, I didn't know whether she was male or female in that movie. That's what, what she was supposed to be. She's a fucking angel. I mean, that's what the actress is playing an angel without gender. They're supposed to be androgynous. In 2021, what's more androgynous than a trans person? Right. And if that was how it was supposed to be done, then okay. It's when you start, it's when, it's when like what Disney did. When they come in with, you know, and they, they, they bought, they bought Lucas uh, films, right? And we're going to do Star Wars and we're going to put all this, you know, oh, there's a gay kiss in here and they're going to put sexual tension between Poe and Finn and they might be gay, but not really, but kind of. And then we're going to put Finn big on the fucking poster in america but we're gonna put them in the corner in china because china don't play that fucking woke shit and we took the gay kiss out and this and that. i was like wait whoa 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 whoa. so you're not one you're not making art with any conviction behind it no besides make money and two you're hypocrites because it, you don't care about any of these issues if it affects your bottom line and if that's the case then say it if you're scared, say you're fucking scared. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. I'm not crazy. Here's the job. You're the one who's crazy. Here's the job. You're trying to be crazy. Here's the job. They take me in and it's just you say what's the other That's my issue with all these woke, like I said, all these, all these new quote-unquote woke corporations that are the same corporations that have been around since we were fucking kids. And it's just... 
these, these people do not understand. They're telling you what their marketing research is telling you you want to fucking hear. And believe me, we've just sat here and had a 40-minute conversation about Hell, the Hellraiser yeah. what series. Other, what other podcast has given you fucking an hour on Dune and a Hellraiser reboot? No other well, podcast. No, no, no. Oh, no. There's a lot of podcasts. Oh, oh <laughs> really? Me, I found them. Oh, oh gotcha. Yeah. There's entire podcasts dedicated to the Dune universe and the Hellraiser universe. Oh. That's all I talk Fair about. Fair enough. But, but no, no. Uh, but my point is, is that we're sitting here be, and we're having this conversation, and it's a better conversation because whether or not you agree with Clive Barker going in going, I, I look, I finally got some fucking weight behind my name and I'm going to throw it around and make the movie that I wanted to make 30 X, you know, 30 some years ago. We're actually talking about that, the validity of reboots and remakes instead of sitting here and getting lost in constantly going, it's a shit movie that people who don't give a fuck about the, 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 the product, and the source material, they don't care about it. And if, and if we say that it, they made a shit remake, nowadays it's, well, you're an istophobe. You don't like it because, you know, you hate gay people or you voted for Trump or your dick leans to the right instead of the left or whatever fucking arbitrary bullshit reason they could throw on us. I rather much have conversations like this because you know why? We're talking about why art is the way art is. And that's what art is there for. It's there to entertain, it's there to enlighten, it's there to make you think, it's there to make you think deeper than the last puddle you fucking stepped in. And we have boiled everything down to, are you a Republican? Did you vote for Trump? Well, you're an asshole and you're an istaphobe. Are you a... Yep, and you're going to... Oh, did you do this? Did you you support Antifa? Well, then you're this and you... Fuck all that noise, man. Fuck all that. I'd rather have these conversations because they're fucking real. <laughs> and the truth is, like, at least the way I'm taking what you guys are saying, and if I'm wrong, let me know, is it sounds like you got more of an issue with, can you come up with something fucking original? Well, that, and it's to do well, with her being trans. For me, well, for, me, for me, if you really get at it, for if, I wonder if it's tokenism. And check it out, dude. I, I, I think I just figured out the woke formula. Tell me the new pinhead is a trans man. Seriously, tell me. No, I'm saying literally. One of you tell oh, me. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah the, the, the new pinhead's going to be a trans man. There you go. Girl power. Now tell me the new pinhead is a trans woman. Pinhead's going to be a trans woman. There you go. Girl power. There you go. That's oh, the woke well, formula. Uh, it's whatever, whatever way I, I win. It's like, remember Big Daddy when the kid would play the card game and it was just called I win? That's like the woke formula. It's just always figure out how you come out in the fucking, like, how yeah, you come out on top. It's what you used to say it on Regiment all the time. It's America's favorite new game. Heads I win, tails you lose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sounds like me. We've, we've done so many podcasts at this point. Sure, sure. I, I, I said that. You know, it's <laughs> a damn shame that the, 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 the podcast historian for fucking Christopher Media will probably be the first to check out because y'all ain't going to remember shit once I'm dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> shit <laughs> well anyways here to, to kind of stay on this this flavor at least i'm not going to say it's the it's the same subject because it really isn't because this is dealing more with uh you know freedom of speech issues etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, the dave Chappelle situation did anyone not see this coming i mean i could have told you this was going to happen in a minute i mean earl to your credit bro you were screaming it from the rooftops 
the minute, like, while you were watching the shit in the fucking private chat, you were like, bro, they're going to crucify him. Like, oh, and it, here's the thing that I'm taking from this is giving me heart. There's a lot of people standing up going, you know what? We're done, dude. We're not doing this anymore. Like, he has a lot of supporters. Jon Stewart came out publicly and was, like, throwing his support behind Dave Chappelle, basically saying, did you even watch the special? Did you listen to the story he told about his friend who was the trans comedian who ended up killing herself? Did you did you take the point? The point of that story wasn't that she was trans. The point of that story was is that at one point she looked at Dave Chappelle when he was on stage and drunkenly yelled out, I'm, I'm a human being having a human experience. Can you at least understand that? And he said, yes, now we can talk. Because now all this bullshit, all these extra layers of bullshit we, we, we cloak ourselves in were dropped. The whole point of that entire story was to rehumanize ourselves to each other because we dehumanize each other real well. We don't need any more practice doing that. We can rationalize torture. We can rationalize killing people. We can rationalize almost anything in the name of our ideological beliefs, religious beliefs, nationalistic beliefs, whatever the fuck. It's time to rehumanize each other and realize I don't have to agree with you about everything to respect you. Yes, that's what uh, that's that's what unregimented started as. That <laughs> took a weird turn. Twenty sixteen, it's crazy. But I mean, dude, there more people than not are like very confidently, openly, and loudly going. Y'all need to pretty much shut the fuck up. Oh, you know what I'm I've been gleaning from all this is whatever, and you call me generationalist or whatever. Is that Gen X is the last generation that's critically thinking? Because it seems like the two behind us. Just it seems like a theme of the show. Just want to be told what to do and what to think. And we're all there's going to be group thinking, group opinion, and we're all just going to take up sides. And you're for us or against us, and fuck you if you're not. Uh, yeah, I mean that was another part of what he brought up. The fact that 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 comedian went back and defended Dave Chappelle in her little corner of Twitter, and her tribe turned on her, and the death threats and the doxing, and the excommunication from the from her tribe. Because she dared speak up, and it went counter. Her speaking up went counter to something they hold sacrosanct to them as a core belief. And that's why I said when we first brought it up, we need maybe we need to stop looking at our tribe as a destination and look at it as the cradle to crawl out of. Right. Yes, it's nice to have a place to go back to that's safe, that you, people understand the same things because they've chewed the same dirt you've went through. But ultimately, if we just stay in that tribe, it's very fucking poisonous to, to ourselves. Because on a long enough timeline, values are going to change, ideas are going to change, and you're going to be on the outside looking in. And let me tell you something. This, this, this game called life is just like prison in a lot of ways. There's no fucking lone fucking tough guys in prison. You have to have a crew. You have to have people who are in your fucking corner. And when you get excommunicated from your tribe and you've made your tribe your whole world, you are floating in the ocean and the sharks are circling. But that doesn't get talked about. Why? Because it doesn't fit their narrative. Just like the thousands of Netflix employees that walked out. I've seen the aerial shots. I mean, all 70 I've of them? I've seen the videos. Yeah. Not even, not even hundreds. 
Stop your bullshit. Not even a hundred. You didn't even get to okay. a singular hundred. And once again, you you can overplay your hand. Oh, let's do the math game. I'm going to Google how many people work at Netflix. But you can overplay your hand. You can... And... and the hubris that, that, that allows you to overplay your hand like that comes from living in an echo chamber. You think more people view the world exactly like you and your selected, your hand-selected and edited tribe do. That's not reality. As of 2020, Netflix had 9,400 workers. And 7,000. Divided by 70. Or no, wait. 70 divided by 9,400. All right. Uh, that is... 0.07% of their workforce. Okay, I'm not joking. I will dig for the article because it's one of two things have happened. It's either been taken down off the internet and I'm going to have to hunt for screenshots or it's still up and I'm going to find it. But I read an article yesterday claiming 7,000 Netflix employees walked out. No, 70. Okay, no, no. <laughs> I know the difference between 70 and 7,000. I ain't stupid. I'm a lot of fucking things. Stupid ain't one of them. All right. That motherfucking article said 7,000. If 90, if Netflix employs 9,600 people, you're telling me the vast majority, four fifths of their workforce walked out essentially. And it wasn't a bigger story than it was. Get the fuck out of my face with that bullshit. Yeah. That is straight propaganda horse shit. Wait, yeah. That is straight horse shit, dude. You are being lied. Yeah, to that would be that would be cases. yeah that, that that would be seventy four percent of their fucking workforce. That's what I'm saying. Three quarters of their work I overestimated, but yeah, three quarters of their workforce walked the fuck out, dude. That would have been all over. We'd have opened with that fucking topic yeah. because we couldn't have not, dude. It, this is what I'm saying. You're being lied to. People are pushing in the media are pushing personal agendas that are not reality that are not based in reality. None of this is real. This is all, go back and read anything about the US government and the CIA and fucking PSYOP operations. You are being gaslit in your in your own generation's vernacular. You're being gaslit. Yeah, Please wake, really wake the fuck up. It's nothing new, Rich. Uh, they did it during, uh, they do it all the time during political campaigns. They had so many people bent about, quote-unquote, kids in cages. And there was that picture of that little kid, Mexican kid, holding on to the bars of the, quote-unquote, cage. It wasn't a cage. It was a railing. And the way the angle was taken, it, it looked like there were kids in cages. I will uh, say Trump's um, speech, it looked like there was nobody there because of the angel angle and the time it was taken. No, the, the classic example is Charlottesville, right? Yeah. Where oh, it was yeah. supposed to be... Good. Thousands of Thousands. people with tiki torches, and it was what, like 50 dudes? I still have that fucking, it was a video from a, a woke flake that showed the aerial photo of the supposed thousands, or not photo, but video of the thousands of racists that were there, and I screenshotted it. I still have that screenshot. It, I showed that screenshot to Aaron. It was like, now you tell me that's thousands of people. And even Aaron, who was wanting to disagree with me so bad his dick was hard, I guarantee it, couldn't fucking, couldn't lie to himself because no matter how much Aaron and I butt heads and disagree about certain shit, deep down inside, 
like, dude, dad, that's like not a lot of. Dudes. Aaron can't fucking be that big of a fucking hypocrite and look himself in the mirror. He can't. He can't be willfully lying and look himself in the mirror. He would just rather walk away and go, I'm done talking about this. And hey, you know what? I kind of respect him for it. He saw something I didn't at the point in time. Kind of saved what, what friendship we had. Okay, cool. I get that. I respect that. There's certain topics I don't bring up with certain people. Got it. Understand. But ultimately, even he couldn't bullshit and go, no, it's thousands of people. No, it wasn't. It was maybe 150, 200 tops. And I'm guaranteeing you 25, if you add, if you go with 225 of them were press people. I mean, dude, it's the end. You're right, Earl. And this isn't nothing new, but this is something that is literally happening in real time to two generations who've been told that there's no such thing as reality. There's no such thing as they, they've been sold the postmodern dream where everything is possible, but nothing is real. This is the same generation that I tried to teach in high school that wouldn't listen. I guess. You just told me, Chris, I, I'm the historian of the group. I got to come in. And when I would tell the, the kids this, we'll how shit went down in history, I shit you not, they would get on their uh, their Apple phone or whatever, look up Google and go, no, it didn't. Dude, fucking. I, I, Rich, like, I know. Are you kidding me? Rich, I know you're. going to teach you now. Okay. I, Rich, I know your stance on the man. But he is a board-certified physician who does get renewed every year. Dr. Drew talks about that that's what it's like right now. Like, you know, people will get out their smartphone in the doctor's office and then Google what the doctor just fucking told them and be like, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she Googled your ass. <laughs> yeah. Scrubs. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yo, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I graduated top of my class. You graduated in the bottom third. She Googled your ass. <laughs> <laughs> No one needs your your lip, Laverne. <laughs> so yeah, I mean these these are the kids that literally I watched them do it more than one occasion, many 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 times. Tried to Google me and tell me that this shit didn't happen this way because Google or Wikipedia or whatever said different, and I'm like, no, look. But see that, but Earl, that goes back to once they find out one thing that you were wrong about. Or one thing that they disagree with you, they dismiss everything you said. Right. And it doesn't have to be that I'm wrong. They just disagree with me. They find it online that somebody else agreed with them. It's confirmation and that's bias. The law. That's the law. That's it. Doesn't matter I was, what I say. Doesn't matter what happened, actually. Somebody online agreed with them. Game over. So when they see these pictures, when they read these articles of people walking out of Amazon, people being in cages, that's all they see. And that agrees with their agenda. You're fucked. Well, this is why. Oh, go ahead. This is why when, when, when I was trying to was talking with a family member about different thoughts of, about addiction in the, in the field of psychology, right? And I brought up Jordan Peterson. I didn't bring up anything about Jordan Peterson besides this one 15-minute lecture he gave about addiction. He does not stray from that subject. This family member went and became an expert on Jordan Peterson in 15 minutes while we're having this conversation on the phone, found something they disagreed with and said, hey, I don't care. I don't even, I'm not even going to watch the fucking lecture. I'm not even going to listen. I, like I tried to tell this person what he said just to like, give it like a, like, like a, a wrap up overview. And it was literally talking over me. I don't want to hear it. He's a, he's a, he's a transphobe, a homophobe, a racist, a this, a that he's alt-right this. 
he's Trump, you know, uh, uh, he's white nationalist adjacent, all these fucking buzzwords, all this shit with no thought behind him. He was just regurgitating something someone else had told him what, how to, and, and, and basically what to think. And that's it. And that's when I realized you can't reach certain people. They're a lost cause. All right. I, dude, I have a lot of friends from my years of heavy drinking who are no longer friends. I would in a heartbeat pick right up where I left off with them and our friendship. But because of my drinking and because of how self-destructive I got, they were like, nope, I'm done. I respect their decision. What, what else can I do? I mean, people are not one any one thing. No one thing encapsulates us all. No one thing defines us all. No matter how much you want it to. Well, I'm I'm gender fluid and I'm pansexual and I'm this and I'm that. Okay, great, wonderful. There's nothing about you I can't learn from reading a fucking Twitter post or your Twitter bio. D tell me something about you. When do, When did you have a crisis of faith? How about that? How about... When did you ever fucking doubt yourself? When did when did you find out that just because so, you like someone as a person doesn't mean they're always right? And just because you hate someone as a person doesn't mean they're always wrong. These are not conversations that are capable of being had with a lot of people. And that's a problem because you get binary, bullshit, black, white. We're right back in the 80s again, man. We all lived through it. We remember when the fucking satanic panic in the 80s happened. And we're going after this band because this band put backmasked messages in their shit that makes their fans kill themselves. And, you know, MTV's having subliminal satanic messages. So all rock is bad. Everything was black and white. Good versus evil. It's the same shit. It's just a new fucking century. That's it. Whatever you think of D. Snyder, watch the footage of him at Congress. It's pretty fucking awesome. Dude, you had D. Snyder. You had Frank Zappa and you had John Denver all on the same side ha. against the PMRC. Worst how much more concert ever. Get? <laughs> yeah, know, right? But how much more diverse do you got to get as far as musicians, their outlook on music, their outlook on success, their outlook on life, their outlook on a lot of fucking things. I know, I know. There was no non-binary, gender fluid. A bunch of white males up there. went to talk okay? to a bunch of other white males. Actually, no, it was a bunch of white females because that's who was running the PMRC. Oh, shoot, Tipper Gore and that such. That Tipper Gore, yeah. yeah. In her little house on the prairie, bad 80s fucking, I'm a good Southern Christian housewife. A Democrat, by the way? Never fucking said, dude. That's Everyone always talks, oh, the PMRC was conservative. Well, its head was no, a Democrat. No, that was bipartisan. That was across the board. You know why? Because they thought. Because the children. Yep. And it's always, well, not only that, they thought they could grab political power from the right by aligning themselves with this because they thought it was a winning fucking home run. They thought it was going to be a bunch of stoned, brain-dead musicians are going to walk in here, testify, and we're going to go, you're going to listen to them? And first of all, you know Zappa's what probably Zappa. the smartest motherfucker in the room. Exactly. You already fucked up. You fucked up by that. I mean, you know you fucked up, right? You fucked up. You know that, right? Like, the minute Frank Zappa sat down, John Denver was no dummy when it came to business. That motherfucker died a millionaire for a reason. And D. Schneider... John Duchendorf? Don't really care for D. Schneider. Don't really care for fucking anything he's ever done. But he's a hell of a fucking smart but, businessman, and he's managed to stay relevant 
for fucking 40 years, even though he hasn't had a hit since Reagan was in office and knew who he was. Yeah, and so what's a, that fucking thing? Whatever you think of him, the, his, one of his best performances is that fucking uh, uh, when he was testifying in front of Congress. Dude. I mean, I know, we, I know we shit on radio, and rightfully so, but here's the deal. You turn on fucking on Sunday nights across this country at various times, D. Schneider's House of Hair. And it's available on the internet. Still? And Yes. Dude, I had to run yes. that shit when I was in radio fucking 20 years ago. It's still on? Yes. Wow. Yes. So he's doing something right. He tapped the right vein to, to still milk a fucking dollar out of a dead genre. I mean, like, well, dude, that, well that's boomer music now. Exactly. Well, anyways, real quick before we go on from Dave Chappelle, because we do have a couple other things that we want to try to attempt to get to. The one, one of the things I found interesting in all this is apparently Chappelle has made a self-financed documentary or movie or something. I think it's a documentary. And the quote unquote backlash uh, uh, that, you know, the, the, you know, the 7,000 employees walking out out of 9,600 uh, that has apparently made like studios and distributors gun shy and shit. And I'm just sitting here thinking, you know how you, you know how you make sure that documentary gets released? You stop being silent. You. Yeah, you. Listening to this right now. Say what you feel and say it righteously. Well, see, you know what? My business, what my business mind just kicked in and went, you know, all they're doing is they're just going to make Dave Chappelle richer because he's just going to put it out himself. And I that's am fine. sure there's going to be somebody that's going to be willing to take the, and I'm, I am definitely using air quotes here, the quote-unquote risk of investing in a Dave Chappelle documentary. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'll take the risk. I mean, if that's the case, so fucking be it. But the reality of the situation is this country needs a good fucking round of drive-by parent because we didn't do the job and the boomers didn't do the job. And now, apparently, it's now up to pop culture to parent what? these fucking 40-year-old children wandering around talking about life's not fair because I don't get my way all the time. Well, I'm sure we've said this too. It's two generations of people whose parents want to be their buddy and not their parents. I think Gen X was the last... God damn it, I feel like such an old man when I say stuff like this. But I feel like Gen X was the last generation where our parents were trying to be our parents. Dude, I was nine years old. I was riding a bike two miles every day after school to a comic book store by myself across main streets in all types of weather, okay? Rain, snow, sunshine, didn't matter. I was like the U.S. Postal Service. I was going to the comic book shop every day Strangers I Strangers offering you candy every fucking 10 feet. No, because that, that's never been that way. Well, that's and it's what you were led to believe now. when we were kids. Well, it, we once again, but we're the last generation that went, wait a minute, we were lied to? Now you got a whole generation who grows up and still thinks that you're going to... They're that little... Little uh, uh, Aiden with a with a Y and Jason J J I A S I N is going to go out there, and you know people are going to hand out their fucking edibles with with THC in them, and it's like no one's wasting yeah. good fucking edibles on your fucking first of all piece also, of shit, come demon. Okay? No one also like and people also do you know how much edibles cost? No one's got fucking like two dozen edibles just hanging out unless they're making them, okay? Like, they, yeah, you're not gonna confuse your two edibles you got hanging around with the fucking three dozen pieces of <laughs> three dozen Snickers that you're giving out to the neighborhood kids. I'm, I'm uh, gonna say that the price up there 
definitely beats the price down here. You guys finally win one in Michigan. <laughs> it's not legal in Kansas. <laughs> oh, you want edibles? Probably yeah. like $40 and someone well, made it at home. I mean, nowadays I've seen adults older than me, okay? We're not talking like 50s, 60s. We're talking still in their 40s with 11, 12, 13-year-old kids, and they have panic attacks because their kid rode across the two-lane road to go to fucking a, 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 a corner store. And I'm like, are you serious? Oh, I definitely had those kind of parents, though, to a point. Like, there was definitely an age, like, I got in trouble if I crossed Little Mac or 15 Mile. Oh, if I breached 15 Mile, oh, that was big deal. But when I hit middle school... Dude, I was riding my bike to fucking, like, like in places that would take you 15 minutes to drive your car. So, yeah. Nah, yes. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, right, you are. But, but the point was to teach you how to learn to look for cars, how to yeah, learn like, to look for people that are bad, and stay away from that shit. Like, so when you got to middle school and you were riding that bar, you didn't have a problem. You were like, I know when to stop. I know when to like go. Like with my I parents, never... I guess I'd say I was in a bubble to a point. And after a point, and it, it uh, kind of lines up with when my mom went back to work. But it, 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 to a point. And after the point, it was like, all right, like, we've taught you well. Like, we have faith in yeah, you. You're not exactly. a moron. Like, and go. Dude, do you know how many of my friends who are parents have just acquiesced and gave eight, nine-year-olds cell phones? Because... I can't, I have to know where they're at. Why? My parents always knew where I was at and we didn't have cell phones. No, hold on. No, no, no. Fuck the hack. Fuck, no, no. Hack court, you're on trial. That's a hack joke. No, no, no. You're in timeout for a second. I'll defend it later. Here's, Here's my point, though. Okay? You don't let them out the fucking house and out of your sight. Why do you need to have, they need to have a cell phone to let you know where they're at? There you go. Boom. That's my fucking point. You don't let them do anything. So they don't need a fucking cell phone at eight years old. Yeah. Well, yeah, you got to text me from the basement. Hey, just going to bed. I mean, d- s- stop. Think. It ain't illegal yet. And actually pick apart the nonsense we're being told is, is this is this is the new normal. It's not normal. It's not healthy. It doesn't help anybody. Okay? We now have two generations in this country who've been raised on the world isn't the way the world is. It's the way you want it to be. What you want is your reality. I want Carmen Electra to call me for an emergency titty fuck right now. It ain't happening. Okay? End of fucking story. At some point, somebody is going to be the wake-up call to these fucking to these people. And the older they get, once again, the longer you don't see the bar tab, the bigger it's going to be when they hand it to you. And I don't understand how that very basic fucking principle is lost on boomers who raise these kids and Gen X who raise these kids. Because we know that shit. Remember, so what is our excuse? Remember Cheers? It was, it was at least a device once a season when Norm's bar tab came due. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Because it was a whole episode of like, fuck, I got to pay all this money. I don't have this money. What am I going to do? But we're kind of doing that with, I don't know, society. I mean, dude, people are learning basic economic things. Like, there's no such thing as free money. And they're 40. I was just and I'm going, laughing my balls what? off last year. Like, oh, well, this person who... Uh, and it was essentially, it was like some economist from blankety blank. And then you look and it's like somebody who's like 26. And they've been out of school for like two years. Like, okay. 
they're back. No, like you can't outrun math. It ain't like it. it, it, it like economic theory is not hard to understand because it's really just based on like addition and subtraction and division and multiplication. If you really get to, if you really, I know it's super ultra reductionist, but when you get down to the, the core of it, that's really what economic theory is. It's all based on math, folks. You know, you keep putting all this money out in the economy. Companies are going to be like, oh, hey, the, the, well, it's a two prong attack. Companies are going to realize there's more money out in the economy so that they can, A, start charging more for their goods. And also, because there's more money floating around the economy, it now costs more to produce some of their goods and services. So some of them have to raise their prices. It's not hard, folks. I mean, regardless of how you feel about any of the fucking programs, any of the shit that has happened because of the pandemic. Since y'all like to live in fucking fantasy land and don't like reality, come with Uncle Rich on a trip to fantasy land where the pandemic never happened. You're still screaming you want free fucking college education for as long as you're willing to go to school for whatever bullshit degree you decide you want to try to get. Free? Somebody's paying for that, yeah. okay? You say you want free fucking health care. Really? Who's paying for it? Because... Guess what? Eventually, somebody's taxes are going up. Everything all costs. The problems, all the problems that the so-called progressives have with the government, which is, well, the government raises taxes, and all it does is line their pockets more. No matter how much they raise their taxes, we get only the leftovers. That's, yeah, yeah. So why are you in such a hurry to give control of everything to the fucking government? Because I'm not in a hurry to do it, and I'm not in a hurry to give it to control of, of, of businessmen and women and fucking ca captains of industry either. Because they're they're not they're not gonna line our pockets with our tax money. Well, they will, but they're gonna line their pockets with profit. And they their mindset is I always need to make more than I made last quarter, regardless of the fucking cost to the wider fucking world. That's the that, but that's I'm not defending it, but that's the business environment. Like it is, it is, it then is it's not a, then it, it's not a sustainable business model is, because eventually we will reach. This is a finite amount of shit on this world. Like it's, it's Darwinism on steroids. Is the business environment like if you are not better than you were before, you're done, over. Right. But one of my favorite comedians of all time has has said it. And, and Rich, to answer your question, who's going to pay for it? Not me. That's all people are caring about anymore. Well, you, you're going to pay for it. They're going to pay for it. I'm not going to pay for it. Well, yeah, you Jordan are. Carlin, if you have a job, Carlin yeah, you came are. Out and he had a better example of it. But the one that comes to mind is Nibby. Not in my backyard. Well, yeah, not in your backyard, but it's definitely going to be in somebody's backyard. If you have a job on the books, you're paying for this shit. I mean, that's the... That is the one thing we all put up with, and nobody really bitches. Well, the people, and it's funny, the people who do bitch about it, we fucking mock them. You know, we call them on the fringes of society. We're all just perfectly fine with losing at least, you know, for every fucking dollar we make, we only keep a quarter, or we lose a quarter of it. You know, and that, and that's if you're single with no children, right? If you did, and that's before, and that's before sales tax, tax on gas, yeah. tax on food, and we're all just syntax. fine with it's a jack. It's it's Chris Rock routine, but it's true. It's a jack. You, it's money you never fucking see. This is why the mob has lasted as long as it has. And that, yeah, that's across, the mob across different continents because they're based on the Catholic Church. And the business model. The Catholic Church 
everybody shut the fuck up about all the fucking dirt we do and we'll keep getting away with it and and by the way once once an out once a mass we're passing around the hat and shut the fuck up and give us money exactly and and on top of that uh we got to get our cut see the government tells you give us your fucking tithe or else we throw you in prison. Religion goes, give us your tithe, or else you go to burn in hell. Oh, yeah, religion plays that psychological game. The government will just fucking take you to jail. Speaking of the mob, just like the mob, you don't hear about any t- boys being touched by any priests anymore. All of a sudden, they grew a conscience and stopped fondling little boys? <laughs> no, just no. Stopped? There, before, right before the pandemic happened, it's funny, I was thinking about this a couple weeks ago, Right before the pandemic happened, and that became like, you know, the story, uh, when we were still doing Unregimented, we talked about, um, it was a bunch of, it was it was a region, I don't know the Catholic uh, uh, rank structure, but they were a regional cardinal or whatever the fuck of like New England and Boston and all, you know, all that area. Yes. And they had basically just moved pedophile priests around in a rotation this this cardinal or cardinals or whoever oh yeah because, i remember this yeah, remember? yeah just yeah. shuffling and them it, around uh-huh. and in like you know 10 15 years okay let's say you started off in boston and you like to sniff little boys booty holes and you're a priest well in 15 years you'd worked your way around to all the other parishes sniffed all the booty holes you could get and then eventually you'd be back sniffing boston booty hole on little boys and it this just went on for fucking what like I, what was it like 30, 40 years, they were going back. And it was like, everybody knew about it. Everybody knew about it. And I'm sitting here like, we killed all those people in Waco because supposedly they were they were sniffing little boys and girls booty holes. Really? Did we even have the proof we have about the Catholic Church? Why aren't we sending tanks into the Vatican as we speak? We, it's, I feel like the, the, the great answer to almost all the questions we ask on this show are, Money. I mean, well, uh, the, the influence and money that the Catholic Church has probably in, in government still is as muted as we think it is. I mean, they're still not paying no real estate taxes. They're okay. Have we, has everybody on this podcast seen the movie Dogma? Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Many times. Many times. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's got a special place in your cold, oh, dead right. black heart. And it came out at the perfect time in my life, too. Oh, religious yeah, crisis? Yeah. Here's dogma. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Well, that church that was featured prominently in it, that Catholic church, they had to go through the the doors and their sins would be forgiven and blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to try to explain the plot of the movie. You've either seen it or you haven't. Well, that church has sat empty since five, six years before they ever filmed dogma, and it's still sitting empty in a prime piece of real estate in Pittsburgh. And the Catholic church just is doing nothing with it, but it's still intact stained glass still there copper still there so you're telling me the catholic church has its own private security force to sitting there making sure that that fucking that that piece of uh, or, or excuse me that, that church on that piece of property is being unmolested yes, Rich, for almost 30 years it's called the lord are you new to this no it's called them them being subsidized by the fucking pittsburgh police department and them fucking using religious fucking are you a catholic well, if you're a good Catholic, you got to make sure that this Catholic church doesn't get ransacked. You got it. You, do you want to go to hell? Oh, I Catholic mean, guilt, bro. Purgatory. One of the most effective weapons. Like, I think the government, <laughs> I think, I think the government's missing an opportunity here. 
and weaponizing guilt. I mean, if you oh. want to look at the Catholic, if you want to weaponize guilt, I mean, come on, progressive left. Dude. I mean, you got to look at the Catholic Church. They've already done it. White guilt. How many? Uh, what? Yeah. What? Seriously, seriously. Yeah. Go go to any other race in this country and tell them they have to feel guilty about some shit that happened 150 years ago that they had nothing to do with. That it, the only reason they are even like remotely connected to these people is because they share a rather similar skin tone. Go take your ass, take your ass to a Haitian fucking neighborhood and start blaming them. No, fuck that. That's not a good example because Haitians don't consider no, themselves black. go to black. a Mexican household and say, you have to feel guilty for the fucking Alamo. Good luck. Go to, go to a neighborhood with true African-Americans. Dashiki or... or Umfufu motherfuckers, okay? Go and tell them Fuck you, Eddie. that they have to have guilt because black people did something in this country, and they will be the first people to get in your face and probably kick your ass and go, I am not black. I am African. And they mean that shit. And you better respect that shit. End of story. If not, they will make you, okay? But we got white guilt to the point where white people walk around like, on Jimmy Fallon, he's like, for the first time in the history of the census... Uh, the white population has lost numbers in this country. And the crowd started cheering. And Jimmy Fallon had such a fucking moment of like a road to Damascus. The scales fell from his eyes moment. He's looking at the crowd like, that's the why thing, are though, you like, cheering that? Why are think, you cheering that? I don't think these fucking idiots realize that's the bullshit they're being told to like fucking think. And here's the deal. Do they, do you, okay. Like they're go. rooting against their own self-interests. I bet you most okay. of that crowd was white. Let's just let's just let's just get down to what the, 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 the so-called progressives really want. They want to do what the old rich white people in business, the the true rulers and masters of this world do, and the politicians do, their 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 puppets do. They want those spots. Okay. Let's say I just snap my fingers. There you go. Magically, y'all are in control. Whatever group you want to fucking put, gay people, black people, Hispanic people, it doesn't matter. They're running the show. In 150 years, the battle cry will be black guilt, Hispanic guilt, gay guilt, blah, 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 blah. Every single fucking thing that any person who shares that trait with that group in power that they've ever done, any sin will be trotted out and pinned to them. End of fucking story. Well, not what we do with Twitter? Yes. It's like a record of your sins. End of fucking story. And if you doubt me, Pick up a fucking history book every once in a while. Okay? It does not matter. That's why. Here's why I say I don't care what color my slave master is. I'm still a fucking slave to them. No, no. Because, Chris, you bristle at that. So I'm still an ant that they're going to step on and not even think twice about to them. They don't care. We are only useful to them for what they can extract from us. Be it work, money, whatever. That's it. Yeah. Actually, I mean, so that's. Give, give them the fucking power. Because guess what? Hey, uh, uh, Latron, now we're both fucking poor and we answer to a black guy. How's your life gotten better? Mine stayed the same. Has yours? Really? I read an article Gee, around the time I fucking. Uh, I think got out of specs that it was like, here's the graduation speech they never give you. And it was essentially like it said, 
you are to society what it can get out of you. And I was like, huh. Then <laughs> it kind of shaped me moving forward. Like, yeah, like uh, that's kind of, and it's, I, I maybe it sounds sociopathic and detached, but ever since I've had it put to me that way, I was like, all right, I get it. No, it's just a very fucking worldwide, just species-wide case of fucking Stockholm Syndrome. Once society has no use for you, it's, you don't exist, and it's true. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. I'm not drinking, here's the design. You're the one who's drinking, here's the design. You're trying to be drinking, here's the design. They take me in and it's too too bad. This is... This- People argue, okay, I remember when the, the, the kids in cages, the kids in cages. There's two things I want to touch back on because if, you, if you're an old school listener and you listen to Unregimented when Todd was on, when we were a four, when we were, when, when we were a four piece where we became a power trio again, uh, we had you'll guitarist. remember this. We brought this shit up. No, you're the jazz fuck. Get out there and fucking do arpeggios and sweeps all day. I'll just sit there and stick with my fucking major scale and the blues scale. But anyways, uh, well then, Tom must have been the drummer then. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, the drummer's hardly a musician; he likes to beat on things. That that sounds perfect for Todd. That's true. Um, yeah. uh, uh, but we were talking about the whole kids and cages things, and I said, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. So do we all agree that the sins of the father or the parent in this case shouldn't be visited upon the children? Like if the, if the kid's like a toddler and their parents drug him over here, we shouldn't lock the kid up. Like, do we all at least agree on that and treat the kid like a criminal? Everyone's like, yeah. And Aaron took the bait. was like, oh, no, you should never, you should never. But if they didn't do anything, they shouldn't have to pay for something I did. My kids shouldn't have to pay for something I did. So why do we have to feel guilty for slavery? And then he exploded. That happened that happened 150 years ago. No, he agreed with me to his credit. And I was just like, there you go. And then the second point I, I made, which I'll make again this day, is uh, as much as we need to stop listening to the fucking the usual suspects in the media, uh, if you're not from this country, you really need to turn off any media that's ma- considered mainstream in the U.S. You're not being told the truth. We lock our own children up in cages and we throw the key away and we have no remorse about the situation. I was one of those kids. If they will do that, to, if we will do If we will do that to our own children, the fuck makes you think we're going to welcome yours with open arms? I do. We the border situation right now. There's still kids in cages. I mean, there's a. Uh, uh, the the media is being awful nice to how the Biden administration has been handling the border because it, it has not been going well. I mean, wasn't there you know, that whole bridge in uh, Texas or something that they had to fucking uh, clear out uh, because it, it was blocking uh, commute between the two countries and people who had, you know, people in Mexico who worked here and vice versa were having trouble getting to work. Isn't, isn't there been like huge COVID issues in these detention centers, and and we're just what it's because we, because the media likes the current administration. We stopped reporting on the border and holding the uh, you know the the government's feet to the fire. Yes, yes, there is a video that has been circulating for almost a year now. Since since Biden was elected, 
Harris is going, don't come. Don't come here. Oh, yeah. She said that a few months ago. Absolutely. Yeah. Imagine if someone from the Trump administration said that. Somebody with blonde hair and blue eyes and white skin said that. Holy shit. But see, we've got this, we've got this universal lie that we've convinced each other of that if we point that out, that must mean that Don't we erase. hate her like they hate Trump. Or if we point out that, that Trump and Biden aren't really that different, that we love Trump. No, there's only one possible Trump lover on this podcast. And it ain't me or Chris, so that kind of narrows it down, now, don't it? All right? And he will admit it. So we're not fucking calling him out either. No, I'm just saying. Like, but I've actually had friends listen to Unregimented before Trump was elected and say, we all were supporting Trump. And I'm like, how the fuck did you get that out of any of that? I'm sorry, go ahead, Earl. You want to say something? No, I, it, it's the media has been pumping things in our heads for so long. I'm a victim of it. I, I know a lot of people that are a victim of it that they don't even realize it. I've said this for many, many, many years. You know, if you watch the news long enough, this is what you get. Black people are gangsters, thugs, and rapists, robbers. White people are mass shooters and serial killers. And um, don't forget, we're all, all rich. Yep, yeah, and all eth uh, all other ethnicities are petty crime and illegal. And they that's come here to our jobs. Yeah, right. It, it, that's that's what you get if you watch no. the media long no, enough. No, there's no poor white people. Remember that. No, none anywhere ever. Remember, we all get that white privilege check. It comes every month on the first. Somebody Look, owes I mean, my fat ass some back pay. Just saying. I mean, that's that's the this is the this is the best thing that Trump ever did without even knowing i think or trying to do it he was just trying to get people on his side and vote for him and 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 get him fired up into a frenzy and this is why the media hates him so much because he went fake news and the truth Absolutely. is the truth is is that he wasn't he wasn't accusing righteous news broadcasters of being fake okay it's just like if i walk into a room full of women and i say all the hoes in here get upset. If I get yelled at, that bitch has got a lot of dick in her past. The bitch who is either comfortable and she's a hoe for herself, which is the bitch that I want. Let me God, get them digits, sweetheart. God, God, God bless, bless you. God bless those women, yes. by the way. Yes. We love you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they're cool with it. And the ones who aren't hoes aren't upset. But see, this is what the media does. The media is the hoes. <laughs> Okay. But they're the they're the bottom bitch. Okay. Politicians and the real fucking puppet masters are the fucking pimps. They're the bottom bitch, and, and the bottom bitch has convinced herself that she's equal with the pimp. You're not. The media is just the megaphone. They don't even realize that. They're the they think they're like the power brokers. They're the megaphone for the power brokers. Yes. And we went, oh, hold on a sec. Why are we paying you for a fucking awkward hand job in a car and then, you know, kicked on down the road or, you know, shit could get worse if we're a little bit too suburby looking and we get robbed. We don't even get the awkward hand job. Like, this is a, this is a shit deal for us. We're good. We don't want this anymore. No, and the I mean, media was like, you can't do this. You can't take our bread and butter away from us. What did, what did Bill Hicks say? 
Shut him up. Yeah. Shut him up. We have a... Here's love connection. Watch this and get fat and stupid. Yeah. No, no, no. We have a lot invested in this ride. Yeah. You can't tell the truth like that. Kill him. But they can't do that. So what do they do? They, They kill you. They slaughter your reputation. They slaughter... They slander your name. Half the shit that is news today would have been a slander or a liable case 30, 40 oh, years I mean, ago. Have, I mean, I know we didn't talk about this being on the show, but are, are you guys still following Joe Rogan versus CNN? Oh, yeah. Like, fucking, so, I mean, we talked about it. Sanjay Gupta goes on Joe Rogan's pod, maybe, or maybe it was on the show that we didn't release because of technical problems. But Sanjay Gupta goes on Joe Rogan's podcast. Joe Rogan, I think, pretty much does a good job of calling him out. My favorite line in that whole thing is like, dude, I can afford people medicine, bro. Like he actually mm-hmm. just says it to him, like, "What the fuck?" Like, you know, and then he even says, "Like, you guys were, you, like, what you were reporting was not true," you know. And and Gupta, to his credit, you know, he's Indian, not black, so it's not racist. He's tap dancing well, but he he does admit he does eventually say, "Like, yeah, they shouldn't have said that." But then he goes back onto CNN, gets back in his clubhouse with Don Lemon, and they're like doubling and tripling down on what they're like. Well, it's still like, and it's. It's. You remember remember the story that we covered on Sporgy? We talked about the bitch who tweeted because she was at a baseball game, and every time oh, the KKK pitcher yeah. struck somebody KKK. out, and there was they hang the K, and there was three Ks hanging, and she goes, "Look at the white nationalists are just so open about it," and she got just dragged on Twitter, rightfully so. And then when she finally got back on, she doubled down. Well, they should take it out because. That's insensitive to people who've been victims of crime from the KKK. Who the fuck? I want the numbers. You're going to make the accusation. It's on you to prove it. I'm tired of disproving baseless accusations. Prove to me. That's it. I want to hear how many people, numbers, hard data, motherfucker, are victims of the KKK these days. Okay? Because you know what? I don't know anyone who, and believe me, I got a lot of people I know from down south, and their racism, it ain't covert. They don't live in Atlanta. Let's put it that way. It ain't covert. And nobody's claiming the KKK. Nobody's claiming the Aryan Brotherhood. None of that bullshit. You know who does that? Wackos and people in prison. And the people in prison do it mostly for survival. No, it's just, it's it's people locked in their own narrative. Like, like Gupta's on there talking about well, a lot of things on there said tongue in cheek and this and that and blah blah. blah. Like, no motherfucker, you got called out to an audience that's probably far bigger than the show you're on, by the way, because you're on. Oh, CNN's yeah, Lemon's uh, his ratings are in the hundreds of thousands. Yeah, Joe Rogan gets a hundred million listeners. Don Lemon on, on an average podcast. Don Lemon dreams of getting the deal that Spotify gave Joe Rogan. Don Lemon That's will it. never get that fucking deal. The joke, the joke was for a minute in certain comedian circles, Joe Rogan got a dollar for every listener for his average amount of uh, uh, audience for a podcast. Dude, I used to go on like YouTube before he went to Spotify when you could watch the entire three and a half hour show. Okay, no cuts except for you know take out copyright shit, uh, mute it, whatever. And dude. 15, 20 million on a two-week-old fucking show. 15, 20 million people watched a three-and-a-half-hour podcast. The watched. Whole, the whole reason I know what a podcast is is Big Rob. 
used to come over to my old apartment and we'd fucking smoke weed all night and he'd be like, check out this Joe Rogan podcast. I mean, podcast? What's a podcast? And we'd fucking watch it. And then at the time, and then, yeah, and this was, this was fucking, at this point, this was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Podcast? Yeah. What are these? Oh, this is just radio. It's just on the internet. It's, d- then the light bulb went off my head. Ding. For, for the most part, Joe Rogan, Adam Carolla, and a handful of other people who are really no longer around or their shows have come, like Mark. Ricky Gervais. He was really the first, if you look on the history of podcasting, the first huge podcast was Ricky Gervais. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like that was the group that got it into the public consciousness, the tip of the spear. All right. Now we can argue who's it really and, the tip and who's right behind the, the person. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Gets no love. Cause too, Mark Maron's also in this conversation, but also silently gets yeah. no love. Cause he's been in the game since 08. Bill Burr. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, go back and, Weston 0420, I believe that's the name of the YouTube page, channel. It's all Patrice O'Neill's appearances on Opie and Anthony. Complete appearances. Anytime he's on, it's on there. Okay, we're talking hundreds of, 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 of appearances and episodes. And this goes back to, I believe his first appearance was around 2002, 2003. Tough Crowd was still on the air. That's how long ago this was. All right. And they talk to him so many times. And you, if you've done like me and are, are sick, psychopathic fuck and listen to all of them like I have, huh. it took him years of being broke down to finally go, maybe I'll try this fucking podcasting thing. And the irony is days before he died, he went on Jay Moore's podcast and he said, this is what I want to do. I can't believe this. You get listeners and Jay Moore don't give a fuck. Because Jay Moore, I used to listen is, to more stories. It's still on. I listen to it for a minute. It's, it's a good podcast. Well, Jay Moore don't give a fuck because Jay Moore is a happy comedian. There's those don't exist. Those are unicorns, dude. He's got like his sports radio shows, and every once in a, and, and, he, and he trades up for a new blonde wife every few years, and he's got his kids, and he's happy. Yeah, he was fucking Nikki Cox when Nikki Cox was still Nikki Cox. You no, know he's fucking right now, or at least so he was with Jeannie Buss. You know what? More power to <laughs> Somewhere Tracy Morgan's like, let me sniff your fingers, Jay Moores. Yeah. Google samples, Jay Moores. <laughs> yeah, last time I checked, he was he was putting it to Jeannie Buss. He was he was Mr. Lakers. Dude, I mean, like he probably has LeBron's home phone number. The numbers that 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 uh uh the, the oh shit. I, I remember I I know the I know the the, the woman's name because it's Crystal Ball. Unfort- very unfortunate name, but her and uh, I forget his name, but her co-host that used to be on the Hill and hosted the Rising, they went and started their own network called and, and their own flagship show called Boiling Points. Now, they left the Hill. They were getting higher ratings on the Hill than all of cable news's ratings combined for the day versus one show of theirs. That's how much they were destroying the legacy news network as far as asses in the seats watching or listening however you you took it in whether you did the podcast or, or you watch the videos now to to kind of turn this argument on its head and shit on it a little bit well actually well it depends on uh, only if you're a fan of cable news or not do you know what the number one rated late night show is right now and has been for a while Oh, you mean you're talking about like late night talk shows? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I just forgot, though. Greg uh, Gutfeld, the Fox News late night show. Yeah. Oh, 
Well, that's yeah. Tucker Carlson was the highest fucking rated rated uh no, that's, that's, evening show for a minute. No, I'm talking about late night shows. Like Fox no, got News you. got into no, the late night you. show a few months ago, and they're killing it ratings wise. And, 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 and it's not good what? either. This guy is not a good comedian. He is a cable news host that they are just feeding one liners through to like ev- everything he says should have that shit after it. Look, like it is what it is. It's Fox News, man. You know what you're getting with Fox News. You don't buy a Pepsi, crack it open, and then get pissed and want to file a lawsuit because it's not Coke. But he's beaten. Okay. He's beaten. He's beaten legacy shit like the Tonight Show. Like he. Because how many fucking times? Okay, Jimmy Fallon yeah, is. Jimmy he's Fallon. safe as milk. Oh, for sure, absolutely. He is. He is. That's why when he when he had that look of like deer in headlights look when the crowd started like cheering like enthusiastically like yeah white people are fucking yeah not not reproducing like they used to Woo! he was like let's go brandon <laughs> like i mean you could see it he was just sitting there like my god i've sold my soul to the, to, to, to the to satan for this or I ba- sucked Satan's cock for this. Or another theory. It was, oh, no, I'm old now. I don't identify with that crowd. Well, possibly. It's probably a lot of all of it. But the look on his face was fucking priceless. Jimmy Fallon. Or not Jimmy Fallon. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Okay. Uh, we're all three old enough to remember the man show. That is the last he's- person who I thought would ever go woke. Okay. He's, he's a hypocritical piece of shit. He's Howard Stern. He's Howard Stern. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He was, he was the guy on the outside who was never at the cool kids table, who made fun of the cool kids, got popular making fun of the cool kids. And what do, what do the cool kids really do? They want to stay cool. Mm-hmm. So he's the new hotness, come sit at our table with us. And once he's sitting at the table and they convince him that they're his friend, what do you do, dude? You can't sit there and talk shit about your friends unless you're like me and don't give a fuck. But I also don't have a $100 million contract every fucking year with Sirius FM or whatever the fuck it's called. Like Stern is just, to me, Stern is just sad because every once in a while, Jimmy Kimmel gets called out for the shit he did and he owns it. Like Stern, I I don't even know what's going on with Howard Stern. Like, Dude, these 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 are dorks who were funny because they were dorks and they were outsiders and they were ostracized from society and they get a little bit of power and they immediately fold like the pussies they truly are. Prison doesn't make you a bitch. Prison brings out the bitch in you if you have a bitch in there. Stern is trying to pretend 90s Howard Stern never existed. And like, are you serious? That's the whole reason you are who you are. That's like fucking... I don't know. I'm trying to think of a musical analogy. I don't. I don't fucking know. That's like Bon Jovi trying to disavow the whole slippery one wet period. Like, yeah, great. It might be cheesy to you now, but you're not who you are without fucking living on a prayer, bitch. Uh, our, our our first album was Keep the Faith. No, the fuck it wasn't. Yeah. No, if the fuck it was. If you I don't, remember Runaway, motherfucker. If you don't do bad medicine, nobody knows who you are right now. You're just another Jersey hack. My point is, is that this is what, okay, we're talking about these people who dip their toe into the media and were seduced by all the trappings that come with it, okay? Now, these people make big money, but these people don't have the power, the true power coupled with the money. Now you take someone like AOC, and I'm going to tell you, I've said this many times on this podcast, and I'm going to revise my statement. I used to have respect for her because even though I don't agree with her about most of the nonsense that comes out of her mouth, 
I truly believe when she started, she wanted better for the people around her. The problem is the machine doesn't try to prove you that prove to you that it's wrong. You know, the powers that be don't try to go and show you how wrong you are. What they do is instead they invite you to the Met Gala and you pay $30,000 to sit there and you wear a dress that says tax the rich on it, okay? And you become a fucking hypocrite. You get seduced by everything they got. Here, look at the the money, the power, the fame, every word, people hanging on your every word. I mean, dude, the fact that she gets on TV and gives an interview or gets on a, 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 a in front of a camera, I guess I should say, and gives an interview and breaks down crying because people say mean things about her on the internet proves to you how much of a bubble she has been encased in. She is no longer one of us. I told you that fucking years ago. It's, just look at the salary she makes. She went from earning 50k a year in New York, which essentially is nothing. Is nothing. Yeah, in New York. And and now she's uh uh pulling down, I think uh uh she gets 200k a year just for rolling out of bed. Like you have, she, she's now Earl, you said it earlier, have and have nots. She got drafted into the halves class. She's done. That's, she is not the average person anymore. Well, that's what they do. That's what that is how they do. They don't try to if they can't seduce you to their side, then their mission becomes discredit you at all costs. And if they can't discredit you, then the mission becomes destroy them. Dig and you'll find something. You did something and we'll find it. And in today's age of the last 25 years, if you were an early adopter of the internet or you grew up with it, your digital footprint is all over the place. All it takes, I the Wayback Machine, you go on, you type in an address, they're archived, boom, right there. You can pull up shit that people thought they had scrubbed from the internet. Pages, your MySpace pages that you deleted or forgot about or whatever the fuck that are now gone because MySpace doesn't exist. You can pull them up and look at them on the internet, see all the shit you posted, see everything you fucking said. Well, if, if for God some reason you were the second coming of Christ and you don't have anything in your past that they find, they're good enough, they'll create it. I'm and then you, get to be, then you get to be, you know, oh, that's fake news. That's not true. But it doesn't matter. People don't care about that because we've already stated once they read it, once they see it, you're fucked. I told you, I remember that pop song called Oops, Bad Tweets. It's really, it's, I mean, it's really what it is now. Like, it's, it's, I, I just don't understand what happened to the mindset of, and I know it's from the Bible, but to take the, but it really does apply. Let he who is without sin cast the first stone. Yeah. Like, oh, right. really, motherfucker? You're perfect? Let's turn the microscope on you. All these people who call for cancellations, let's delve into your personal life. Let's delve into your social media. Let's get into your, let's see your text messages and your emails. Let's see how fucking well, perfect and virtuous you really fucking are. You know, one of the, one of the, the ringleaders for the whole, you know, 7,000 person walkout, supposedly, at Netflix is this trans woman, Ashley Marie Preston. Well, she got caught with her old tweets using racial slurs against Asians, uh, talking bad about that, her, her fellow LGBT people, okay? Like, she's got a big problem with gay people, gay men, and Asians. 
and she's never hit it. And we're not talking tweets from 10, 12 years ago. We're talking 2018, 2019. We were full in the midst of the full woke wave at that point, guys. And she was putting this shit out. People are delusional. People are flawed. And if you don't accept that and you don't give them a chance to, to grow, to, you know, hey, my, my thought on this situation has evolved. What, however you want to phrase it, you're going to end up right where she's at. The thing that's saving her ass is that most people in the media agree with her politics, agree with her fucking agenda, and so they give her a pass. It's not, dude, there's a video, I shared it with you guys, that will never be shown on fucking, never be shown on fucking uh, CNN, MSNBC, any of the usual suspects. And that's the problem. Because when the mainstream media ignores a legit story and you have to go to the fringe media or the biased media because they're the only people that cover it, right there, in many people's eyes, well, it's discredited because Fox aired it. I don't... <laughs> what do I care what Fox says? They're all istophobes. What do I care what MSNBC says? They're all woke flakes. Yeah, it, that, what, that uh, kind of leads into one of the last things I want to talk about is uh, John Gruden. How you doing? He didn't make never a statement. Mind the, never mind the big story of the Washington football team. Put that over there. That's nothing. Look at John Gruden, what he said. Hey, by the way, do you think Urban Meyer sent John Gruden, like, some flowers? <laughs> Thank you, Card. Hey, thanks for this, buddy. Well, I'll do you one better, man. President of Football Operations, Houston Texans. Someone dug up a video. Apparently, he made some sort of anti-Asian remark at some dinner he was at. I still don't know what the remark is because the stories I found just talk about the remark. I haven't seen the video of it. So, I mean, it could be horrible or it could be just something as 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 arbitrary as he did an Asian accent while quoting someone who had an Asian accent. I think this thing accent. is from a while ago. So this could. So I think he may have weathered the storm. I remember hearing about this like a little bit ago. Okay, but I got one better for you. Then they're going. Then Stan Bowman, yep. general manager of the Chicago Blackhawks, right just there. had to resign. Did okay, Scotty Bowman's kid, who's a god uh -oh. in the hockey world. What would he do? Had to resign because apparently there was some. There was a assistant coach or trainer who sexually assaulted a minor league hockey player, and he went through proper channels. He didn't jump the chain of command. He did exactly what he was supposed to do according to the, to the Blackhawks organization and reported it, and they did their best version of Joe Pa and buried the shit. And now it's coming out. Now, do you think it's a fucking coincidence that, that people are digging into everybody's past? who are high up in these fucking head coaches, president of football operations, general managers, and finding anything they can. Do you think that's a coincidence? Because no. I don't. This reeks of a coordinated effort. This re I would not be shocked. Okay, let's be honest here. Let's tell the truth and shame the devil, as my, my dear departed nana used to say. Okay, You know it's going to be a coach who's not white who's going to be coaching the Raiders. It can't be another old white guy, not after Gruden. Now, after, if the, if, if, if they hire a person of color as their head coach and he fails, they'll go back to the old white guy shit. See, like, I don't know. Like, because they're not in Oakland anymore. Yeah, they're in Vegas. That, that's... They like, will yeah, wrestle... Yeah, Vegas. They will wrestle a franchise away from you if you affect that shield or the other owners who are underneath the protection of that shield's bottom line. Didn't they recently have Hugh Jackson and it didn't go well? Do you... 
Do you, I mean, seriously. Oh, am I not supposed to have a memory? Oops. Okay, well, hold on, hold on, because here's my point. I don't, I don't know Houston's president situation well enough to, to, to really speculate on whether that front office is devoid of any fucking diversity or anything. I can pretty much tell you that uh, the hockey world's pretty white. Pretty white. All the way through. You know why? Because most people that live in really cold areas are pretty white. And that's where you learn to play hockey. Oh, is this where Jerome McGinley gets into the management game? I have no idea. But I'm just saying, stop with the bullshit. Stop your preconceived ideas and just stop and think for a second. Actually think with me. Come with me on this journey, you two. You know that there's going to be battle cries to put people of color or whatever the fuck in there, regardless of their qualifications. Because look what happens when you let white males run unchecked. Racist. Hiding sexual assault, all that shit. Well, people once of again, color would have to have an interest in the field. Once again, a black guy breaks into a store, steals a TV, and rightfully so, no one who is intelligent or has an ounce of critical think of thinking in them should go, all black people are criminals. But we're through the looking glass to the point where now everybody in positions of power in these sports are racist and sexist and istophobes. And... That is that has been their battle cry for a decade now. And it is propped up by the media. And if you don't think it's come, guys, I'm tired of being right. I really fucking am. I want to be wrong. But this shit is so basic, bitch. Give me my pumpkin spice and Uggs horse shit that fucking Helen Keller could tell you it's coming. If you're I mean, not if you're not pissed, you're not paying attention at this point. I, I can't argue with you, Rich, because you're right. I mean the fact that uh, Deshaun Watson still has 23 uh, counts against him, I think. He's about to go to Miami. Right. He's being traded. Yeah, it looks like Tua isn't working the bad, out. The bad part of the whole story of the Washington football team, you have no idea what happened. No fucking clue. But you and do we know. never will. Cause the but you, right. But you do know that John Gruden sent an email with some words that were bad. That's what you know about the whole thing in Washington. Come on, man. A theory about why Goodell won't let the rest of the investigation out is it might get some black people in trouble. You might have, you might have, you might have some people of color that also used that naughty F word that Gruden did. See, the problem isn't that we're holding people to a higher standard. The problem is, is that we're going after a select group of people to hold them at a higher to a high standard while ignoring other groups of people and giving them passes, and here's the deal. That's not the way we all were raised. I get that the two generations behind us were raised to believe that race and gender and who you want to fuck is the end-all, be-all. That, that is just that is you incarnate, and that's it. That's all that there is to define about you, but we know that's not reality. And we have let reality and context be destroyed. And if you don't stand up and go, bullshit, it's only going to get worse. Rich, I think we've traveled back in time thousands of years because now we're, we're all the way back to lead the lamb to slaughter, you know, put the sacrificial lamb on the altar. And that's what John Gruden is. They're like, everybody's mad about all this shit. We got to give them something. We'll give them this old white guy. He, yeah, sent, him the a few, he sent a few emails. 
using these language a few years ago. Hey, I'm saying it. And, it and everybody's happy. You don't think Michael Irvin sent it, some it, fucked fuck up John emails? Mark. Yeah, but I'm saying everybody, you know, fuck John Gruden. Fuck but it. see, here's the thing. Once you, if you bring that up, the 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 woke flakes and the and the usual the 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 the, the, the so-called progressives dismiss your argument and go, oh, no, 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 no. You're not changing the subject. Fuck your whataboutism. Really? Your entire fucking platform is built on whataboutism. No, but I'm saying, man, this is a man who just used a couple of words in a fucking email seven years ago. That's all that was. And everybody is talking about it. Everybody is happy with it. Everybody wants to kill him. Take him out of the ring of honor. Take him down. Fuck him in his whole career. But people that, you know... Like in, in the Blackhawks organization, that thing, the Washington football team and that sexual harassment, fuck that. The Deshaun Watson thing, fuck that. Yeah, you know, it's Urban an old Meyer, play, fuck dude. No, we, got our, we got our lamb. Let's eat, motherfucker. Okay, see, now this is where Earl gets off into the fucking tall. He's lost ball in the high grass, motherfucker, at this point. We agree with you. Why are you trying to start an argument about it? We agree no, I'm not, with I'm not starting an argument about it. I'm just, I'm just saying that's what they do. That's that's where the world we live in. That's where we're at. That's, Lead that's that fucker to the altar. Let the fucking yeah. people, the masses eat, and we're good to go. Third time you said it, dude, and we agree with you. Now, what I'm about to say, maybe you can get your nose out joint about that, and you, we can argue about this. This ain't nothing new. You said it yourself. Go back thousands of years. The tried and true plays are, are in the back of your playbook because they're tried and true, homeboy. This ain't nothing new. Need that but white you have lamb. Two generations who don't care about history. And the last generation who's actually standing up and, and, and trying to go, do you idiots not fucking see what's going on? Are being told to shut up. Dude, we're considered boomers. Yeah, shut up. We're, eating. we're considered boomers. I'm sorry. None of us were born in the 60s, let alone before 1965. I am technically a year, depending on who you ask, I, I am a year away from being a millennial. Like, I'm, I am literally on the border. You know, they have went, they have went back to, they hate the, this is, this is one of the most telling fucking things about millennials and the boomers that you can fucking see. And it's so easy to see and it's so plain and it's very easy to explain. It's like making boxed macaroni and cheese. Okay. A five-year-old could do it. That's not cooking, by the way. That's just following directions. Following directions. Ah, exactly. Ah, yes. It's true. But call, what I'm saying. Call back. What I'm saying it to a, a, a conversation we didn't have on air. Yeah. That's, that's great for the listeners. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> dude. Boomers. Baby boomers. When they were kids. Don't trust anyone over 30. Now anyone over 30 is a boomer. That's the millennials. They hate each other because they are each other. They're entitled. They grew up with ridiculous amounts of attention being paid to them and lavished on them. They were told you're going to inherit a world better than the world that, that your parents fucking were born into, and it still ain't good enough. Okay? All this, you want equality of outcome. The only way to guarantee it is to put the equality at the very bottom of the fucking scale that's it that's it this what we see happening the erosion of the middle class here in this country the erosion of 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 that that, that so many of these people want of you know countries and borders and all this and all that this is what you people wanted did you think somehow that you were going to live high on the hog and be part of the one percent and we're all going to live 
like we're in paradise? Just like religious people who give their entire life to a fairy tale, these people have dedicated their entire lives to a fairy tale. Right, and another callback. Who's going to pay for it? You are, you some bitch. Fucking... It's an eventuality. You want something? That's fine. Somebody else will pay for it. But that somebody else wants something, too. And somebody's going to pay for it. And that somebody's going to be you. And we're all sitting here paying for it. We ain't living high on no fucking hog. We all were raised by the words of Dr. K. I dream of of a country and my children will be judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. And we are... I mean... According to polls, which I don't really trust anymore, because I think 2016 showed us there's a lot of bullshit and manipulation going on there. But that's for another discussion for another day. But according to polls, we have more racial animosity and distrust towards each other than even in the 60s. An actual dogs, fire hoses. Yes, you couldn't eat next to a white person in certain fucking states. Go south of the Mason-Dixon border. Outside of a major city, even in a major city, they'll beat the fuck out you. You try to sit out in the wrong spot. Well, yeah, but the argument has changed also with, with the time. Back in the 60s, black people weren't even equal to hum- to a, a white person. They just weren't equal at all. Now, not only are they equal today, they, they're, they're criminals. Just ask I don't the understand where you... I don't get this, where you... What media are you watching that pushes this fucking narrative that black people are all criminals? Because it's quite the contrary, dude, that I see. And I pretty much absorb from all over the spectrum because I want to know what everybody's bullshitting me about. It's actually just the local media that that always pictures and in other news tonight over on the east side. A black man did a drive by shot this little girl and she's in the hospital. Okay, and I, 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 I ain't even going to front and act like I watch a lot of fucking local news up here much anymore. But the local news that I have watched up here, I, you don't hear the race of the suspect get mentioned unless it's a hate crime. And unless it's a white on somebody else. Right, they don't, they don't mention it. They just show a picture, and it's a black person. So they're, and, not, and supposed to report, so they're not supposed to report the news or say their name? I don't understand. Like, you're, you're, make... Make me understand this, because you're acting like they because should be like the, the a person did like, something bad, and we don't know anything else. That they act like that—that's the only crime that was committed that night. Like a white guy didn't rob the corner store, didn't go to the gas station and and and, and blow a hole in the wall. That didn't happen. And if it did, they're not reporting on that. Okay, I, I, dude, I, I, I would have to sit down. Dose myself with a heroic dose of edibles to sit through any fucking news in fucking your neck of the woods. But I'm obviously going to have to send me fucking links to your local news. Because, I, dude, if that's the case, you truly live in the land that's 20 years behind. I do. Because, dude, there ain't shit like that up here. There ain't shit like that in New York. There ain't shit like that in Phoenix. And that was 20 fucking five years ago, dude. And Florida? You rarely ever hear... Or see a crime committed by a white person, a, a, a petty robbery, rape, anything like that, and it's a white guy's picture. Here. Sure. Okay. Well, they then, did you know have, what? Hey, they, they, hey. This is the home of BTK, Bind, Torture, Kill, Killer. Yeah, I know. He was BTK. a white guy. And, and that's, I mean, that's the biggest news here in Wichita. Yeah, I know. Shit from a decade ago. Right. Anyways. But uh, other than uh, that, we don't. 
they don't report on petty white crime. Okay. Stop repeating yourself, dude. I'm about to I'm about to help you out here. All the woke flakes who listen and say hate listen to listen to this show, march on Wichita. <laughs> march on it. Burn that motherfucker down. Because apparently that's you that's the birthplace of all racism in this country. So go burn that cocksucker to the ground and fucking piss the righteous flames of tolerance on their intolerant fucking ashes. Because apparently they love black people and hate them at the same time, wherever you, part of the country he's in. So there you go. Leave us the fuck alone here. We all live fucking within three miles of each other when you're fucking in the suburbs in the city, 10 minutes away. Why are we tearing up our own neighborhoods? Go tear up Wichita. Apparently, that's where all the racists live. Go oh, burn man. down CNN Tower in Wichita or their, their local station or whatever the fuck. Well, I, dude, you're confusing the fuck out of me. I think this is I think this is one of those things that you're trying to virtue signal, and it's just coming off like you're just an idiot. But I, I'm not. I'll send you the link. I'll okay. send you a couple. I'll send you a couple links. I'll send you a link of our uh, cake land. It, it's uh, like your channel four. Like, it covers the broad state, but based here in Wichita. K-A-K-E? Cake? Yes, cake. So all I and, know and, is that the last and time you I was... go watch their news and, and and look at their page, and it's all about black crime. And so you just go to the page, and it's like, what's this? <laughs> it's black, black crime. crime. <laughs> cool. No, so, you go, and it has stories of drive-by shooting and have black person. Uh, robbery have black person. Uh, so are you are you trying to like are you trying to like under the radar say that like you know hey black people commit crime too because I'll say it above the radar. No, uh, I'm not. Black people but I'm saying too. they they don't report it equally. Like that's the only crime that was committed in Wichita tonight. Well, dude, it's like anytime you hear of a shooting. You know how many shootings there are in Detroit? In Detroit proper every fucking day. Any? But a lot. Okay. Just the east side alone could probably take up a good 10 minutes of the fucking... Just reading the bare-bones 30-second blurbs could take up probably 10 minutes of the news. But let some fucking... Let some fucking tweaked-out white boy fucking go on a crazy fucking rampage. And, like, you know... By the way, their crazy rampage now is, like, you know... He kills two people and then blows his own head off. And that's a mass shooting, apparently. No, that's double homicide with a suicide on top. That's not a mass shooting, but... And it's, this is all white people who voted for Trump. That's how it is up here. I mean, dude, all it takes is, up here it's, uh, you know, we can't judge a whole group of people based on the actions of an individual. Well, hey, uh, some, some white kid brought a gun to school. It happened, it happened, in, my, happened in my old city, Westland. Some, somebody was accused of bringing a gun to school, right? To this day, I don't know if the kid that was accused was black or white. But the minute it was reported and the school went into lockdown, everybody, all of them crazy ass white boys, all the white people saying this shit. And I'm like, how the fuck do you know? And on top of that, if this shit would have happened to fucking Cody, you wouldn't be saying this shit. That's a high school in Detroit, by the way. You wouldn't be going, oh, that crazy ass black people bringing fucking guns to school. You'd be like, well, we can't really judge until we hear all the facts. <laughs> you know I'm not lying. No, no, definitely. But my point isn't that, you know, black people commit crime to you, obviously. It's the fact that they only report the black crime. They don't, if there's any other calls that involve a white person, I don't know. They don't make it to the story. They don't care about making it to the story. I don't know. Then here's my question. Why the fuck is there not BLM right now pounding on the doors of the media in that fucking area? I don't know. 
Because God knows it would be ha- if that happened up here. Shit, you know as well as I do. Because they'd have done. They'd have done burned the motherfucking studio down in Southfield. Like I said, because we're an open carry state, I don't know. But anytime I watch the the main new local news channel here, it's all about the black crime. They don't report on the white crime. You know, and if it is, one... it's a it's a mass shooter or you know like you called the crazy white kid. You know, one of the things I, I, I remember having a conversation with Dick Kernan from Specs about was he asked me a question and it made me start to think. And I went back a couple weeks later and was like, I think I have an answer now because it, it literally it took me back. I couldn't answer his question at the moment he asked it. He's like, why do we even hear about all this bullshit, petty crime on the fucking news anyways? What good does that do anybody? Why shouldn't we be hearing about the crime that politicians and the and the and the. And the you know, the stuff that's happening at the top of the fucking pyramid, essentially. I'm paraphrasing everything. I can't really remember. My memory's good. Not that goddamn good. It's, you know, over 20 years ago. But basically, he was like, why Why do we know if someone fucking, you know, uh, robbed a liquor store in Livonia or Garden City, but yet we don't know what's going on with our, you know, mayors and the, you know, the federal investigations or whatever the fuck or the shit you know, the, the backroom deals they've made. What happened to real investigative journalism? And I was just like, I, my first thought was, it bleeds, it leads. But then it was like, no, it's got to be deeper than that. And the only conclusion I could come to was keep us stupid, keep us entertained with the surface shit. That way we never look deeper. He's like, there you go. See, not that hard. And I'm just like, that's it? Dude, this is the guy who started Riff. I know that means no one from not out uh, around the Detroit area. Like, him and another guy started Riff. Motherfucker goes back that far. Just died last year, okay? And Specs Howard folded yeah. almost like a month after he yeah, died. That's like, cool didn't see, a month after yeah, that school didn't see the following quarter past his death. Yeah. This motherfucker knew what he was talking about. And he never presented it in a black people good, white people bad, vice versa. He just, do, what good is stirring the pot doing? Making us hate each other doing? That, I mean, I re, in his class, he brought up what passes for news is, like, I think he compared it to Entertainment Tonight, which he was kind of dating himself even then. But he's like, this is, like, this is tabloid television. That and was 20 like, years ago, and I still thought, News still had a little bit of integrity left. Holy shit! So yeah, he was already he was already on the train that we're on. Like, remember Jay from Unregimented News Entertainment? I mean, man, dude, this is this is a straight up no bullshit. If I woke up tomorrow and I somehow magically was back in 1999 and it was my first day of specs, I think I'd last three weeks. Not because I would get myself thrown out or I would quit. Well, I would quit, but because I would walk in and go, let me take Kernan's class, or however long Kernan's class was, month, six weeks, I can't remember what it was. I'd take that class, and then I'd pull him aside and be like, I want to sit down and have like a long conversation with you. Is that even possible? And if it's not, I'd just drop out. Keep the, keep the little bit of money you got. You ain't getting the rest of it, because it's absolutely useless. I'm not going to learn anything worth a fuck here anyways. I mean, our education was pretty much garbage the minute we graduated because the next class got everything digital we had one computer in our fucking yeah. studio everything went from like like splicing reel to reel and carts to fucking you know digital this digital Man, we that. went the last class to learn about carts and splicing tape you know all that good shit so yeah but i truly 
I should have been, do you teach us like at any place else? Because I'll take that class. Cause he was in there just dropping science on fucking everybody. And he, he was like the truth. It's like rain. It don't give a fuck who it falls on. And I'm I, like the old, the more, the older I get, the more I'm like, God damn, I completely fucking, if you're religious, it's like when Jesus gets like frustrated with the disciples and he's like, I, look, man, I've dumbed these parables down as much as possible. <laughs> the fuck, I should have grabbed fucking scholars. I should have went up to Greece and grabbed philosophers and had them be my disciples because you fucking fishermen don't know shit. Yeah. The who fuck is wrong with Who'd have thought fishermen don't know shit? God damn it. You know, but I, I feel like that's what it was. Like he was up there and he, he had just gotten to the point where he would just get up there and drop this shit and walk the fuck out. He didn't care if you got it or not because he understood you can lead all the horses to water, but you can't make them all drink. And a lot of these motherfuckers are going to die real thirsty sitting next to a big motherfucking pond of water talking about, I ain't got nothing to drink right there. Stupid. Been there the whole time. So, yeah, let's wrap this up. Let's say, yeah, on that note, we have breached three hours. So uh, follow us on the social media. Is it, I love how we rail against it every week and then tell you to follow us on it. But, hey, that's how you find us uh, at uh, Jen Exhausted Pod on Twitter and Facebook. Like us there. Uh, whatever the fuck you do on Twitter, follow us. Uh, go to ChristopherMedia.net, hit the PayPal button, Amazon banner, if you'd like to help us out. And uh, wherever you listen to us, please rate us, review us, uh, help tell people about us, spread the word. I see you, you're listening. Uh, so thank you for uh, new listeners, old listeners, anybody who listens, we appreciate it, and we will see you next week. All right, later, guys. Peace out, guys. Sometimes I try to do things, and it just doesn't work out the way I want it to. And I get real frustrated. They're like, I try hard to do it, and I like, take my time, but it just doesn't work out the way I want it to. It's like I concentrate on real hard, but it just doesn't work out. And everything I do and everything I try, it never turns out. It's like, I need time to figure these things out. There's always someone there going, hey Mike, you know, we've been noticing you've been having a lot of problems lately, you know? You maybe get away, and like, maybe you should talk about it, you'll feel a lot better. And I go, no, it's okay, you know, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out, you know, I'm just working on it myself, they go, well, you know, if you want to talk about it, I'll be here, you know, and you'll probably feel a lot better if you talk about it, so why don't you talk about it, I go, no, I don't want to, I'm okay, I'll figure it out myself, and they just keep bugging me, they just keep bugging me, and it feels on the side, it's got me, it's too slow, so come afraid with what's not, you will not have anything, afraid what's going to get away, I'm not drinking, I was in my room, and I was just like staring at the wall, thinking about everything, and then again I was thinking about nothing, and then my mom came in, and I didn't even know she was there, she called my name, and I didn't hear her, and then she started screaming, Mike, Mike, and I go, what, what's the matter, she goes, what's the matter with you, I go, there's nothing wrong, mom, she goes, don't tell me that, you're on drugs, I go, no, mom, I'm not on drugs, I'm okay, I'm just thinking, you know, why don't you give me a Pepsi, she goes, no, you're on drugs, I go, mom, I'm okay, I'm just thinking, she goes, no, you're not thinking, you're on drugs, none of people don't act that way, I go, mom, just give me a Pepsi, please, all I want is a Pepsi, and she wouldn't give it to me, all I wanted was a Pepsi, just one Pepsi, and she wouldn't give it to me, just a Pepsi, keep my drink with the sleeves, I'm ready back to see the sleeves, just get me, just lay me.